Um, but no, yeah, just like I said, like I'm just very excited to talk about everything. We had a very good week today, or uh, this this week with anime. A lot of good th stuff to talk about. I, I think we do. All right, so I guess we're getting into this. Now, as always, guys, we start out the show before getting into our main topic, running down all the new episodes of stuff we watched during the week. Uh, Alex will be chiming in when stuff he's watched overlaps. But we have all of our goodies from last week, plus a new show that I need to rave about right before we get into Devil's Sins, because God, 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 God on this green earth. Um, is it a great show? But if you guys at any point have comments about this week's episode, questions about this week's episode, or anything in between, as I turn away from you guys to just check something real quick, um, because I'm getting messages and pop ups. Um, yeah. All right, that's all good. All right, anyway, let me know in the chat. But let's get right into this shit. Starting up, we have, of course, of course, Black Clover, as you can tell by my shirt. Uh, Black Clover this week. We're getting into the shit. We're done with all the, the light novel bullshit that they had to catch us up on. Uh, we're into it now. We are into the Witch's Forest arc, uh, as I'm dubbing it because I don't read the anime. I don't know what the actual arc's called. Um, and everyone's finally converging on the Witch's Forest. Vanessa has gotten there before everyone else and has uh, gone to see the Queen directly. The rest are sneaking in uh, with good old uh, Windsor Naked Sensei and uh, other members of the ex-Diamond uh, Kingdom. Uh, as they're going in, of course, uh, you know... We kind of assume that every time they're going to explore a new place now, after the, the Water Temple, that like, oh yeah, like Midnight Sun's going to show up and fuck things up. Especially when it's like, oh, here's secret hidden organization of witches and an all-powerful queen that no one fucks with. Clearly they have a magic stone, so like, okay, Midnight Sun's going to show up. Thank God they're actually like telling us that and they're actually going to show up literally next episode instead of spending like four or five episodes being like, nah, it's just an adventure, guys. No, JK, antagonist is here. Uh, but aside from that, aside from that, uh, we got some really cool insights into, like, the Queen's, uh, thought sense and the dynamic Vanessa has with her, like, how she's, like, basically a pet. Uh, I think a lot of the character designs of, like, the Witch's Forest makes it very distinguishable from, like, the other kingdoms, which is really cool. It's a way different art style in terms of, like, uh, I guess, like, architecture is the main thing, like, you pinpointed it on. It's by design. Obviously, like, the art, the art style is wrong. Where art style is the same, obviously, but the stylistic differences between the designs of the characters in the Witch's Forest and, like, the things around filling it like the architecture like the clothing like the type of magic being used uh by the queen uh witch queen it's like really interesting to look at um and i'm really excited to see them throw down obviously asa you know not giving up is his magic of course uh and uh as such he is uh just going full on in when it comes to uh throwing himself literally at the witch unarmed and i don't know i don't know if that's like smart or stupid or anything like that but uh it's it's very very asta as i noticed that uh, our video feed thing here for the uh, the clipping is off roughly. So I'm going to fix that right now for you guys. Give me just one second. Uh, please allow me to diverge why I fix technical difficulties briefly. Um, because, you know, fixing technical difficulties is, of course, very important for you guys to have the, uh, the best viewing experience possible on the planet. Uh, but yeah, Black Clover is heating up. Uh, I'm excited, to say the least. Um, I think the coolest thing about it is that we are starting to actually, like, expand upon the characters more. Like, the coolest thing definitely about getting into, uh, the, the Lich versus, uh, uh, the Black Bulls area with Yami and them was that we were learning about, uh, Pervy Sister, uh, Sister Guy. We were learning about all the characters deeper, and now we're getting into, like, two of the most interesting uh, being Finral and Vanessa, and of course now the video framing is off again. I don't know why it's loading. 
different sides frames and it's uh it's definitely it's definitely tilting me so now i'm just going to try to uh fix it again and just hope that it it uh stays the same this time instead of deciding that hey i want to be different i want to be cool i want to be unique and i'm gonna just keep like reshaping my entire video player to be different but uh yeah black clover is you know there's not really too much to say about this one um I'm just kind of rambling at this point to fix a video player. Uh, but uh, the the coolest things about this one is just that we are going to get into some hot shit soon. It's, it's definitely like the prelude. But like even for a prelude, it's setting up really nice stakes, uh, which I'm excited for. But uh, moving on, obviously, we have to talk about the, uh, the uh, you know, the show everyone loves to hate. Sword Art Online. Uh, Sword Art Online, Alicization, again, uh, another Asuna episode. Uh, which is interesting that we're going back to back, uh, to say the least. Uh, but definitely has a lot of, uh, like, so, so what I put down is that, like, last week we, we were all like, all right, it's one set forwards, two sets back with the season right now. Mm -hmm. And, uh, this one, this one felt like it was suffering very badly from the SAO issue of we're going to explain the fuck out of everything you're going to know the exact pseudoscience this world runs on down to the last decimal point number that we ran the calculation on um and you know from that perspective if you're already accepting that which you kind of have to sort of i actually thought the pacing wasn't too bad or wasn't as like odd as like last week's uh and i think at the very least like the pacing has stabilized here and i don't expect it to get much worse than this but but the thing is if we're only going to do all the explanation of the sciencey stuff of the real world stuff with Asuna, a character that a lot of people and justifiably already do not like, I'm very <laughs> much afraid that she's just going to be associated with bad episodes. And it's going to be like the second you see the pink text opening and you know it's an Asuna episode, you're just going to be like, I don't want to watch this episode, which is not like a good thing to have. <laughs> uh, but yeah, thoughts, Alex? Because I know you're, you're caught up on this one. I was. I was I actually really did like this episode a lot. Um, it, maybe I it's just because like I was kind of interested in what was going on. Uh, I kind of like wanted to understand kind of like more of how the STL works, and we we got to learn kind of like where he's at in the episode. Well, Kirito like he's okay. Yeah. You know, okay. And kind of like figure out like the backstory of like what exactly this program is. You know what I mean? Like, and kind of like stuff that was just going through my mind like. Like, uh, Asuna, like, at one point, she was, like, talking about how, like, the morality of subjecting his AI to these conditions. And I just thought it was a little bit deeper than an SAO episode really normally is. Um, yeah, I think the things they pinpointed were really strong. And they, but I think, like, the amount of words they had to say to get all those things across, that's my, yeah. like, issue. Uh, Keiko says, I'm gonna wait for the dub to get used to do it all. Yeah, I don't blame him. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a quality dub. Yeah, there is, they do have a very good dub. I just think um, I just think this. I watch this show for eye candy more than anything else at this point. Um, yeah. So I'm okay just like watching the sub. Like we totally had like we had a good fight like two weeks ago with, uh, with like the goblin guy that that was like pretty sweet. He's I mean the opening skills. alone is like yeah. is beautiful oh, this season. Yeah, they did a really good job in this. Yeah. Um, I mean, ever since Orioles came it. out, what's up? I don't know if you caught it at the end of the episode. I don't watch any uh, of the previews, so if it's a preview, don't don't. No, no, say it wasn't it. a preview. It was okay. literally just the end of the episode. Okay. It was, you know, like the guy who like pretty much made this whole thing, Kayaba. Yeah. Right. I think I as a little tinfoil hat theory. All I right, thought that it. was him at the end. In the in, in the, the machine. In the in the machine. 
I think it could be. They definitely made sure not to show us which machine it was. Um, I know. I'm just like pretty excited. That'll be probably a pretty good twist. I think. Okay, so my first thought is that it's him. My first thought is that it's whoever uh, uh, blonde Kirito is. I'm blanking on the name on. I feel like that's who it is. <laughs> oh, um, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, yeah. Because because Alice too. was surrounded by both of them. And I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it, it might not be that. Like, I would much rather see it be like Hayaba or something like that. But I just, I just feel like there's no reason to hide that, right? Like, I yeah. don't know. Like, and I, I feel like Kayaba like is gonna be involved for sure. But I feel like it's gonna be like digital Kayaba, not like he has a body. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, Tom. I was gonna clean it up. I was rushing out to. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. So yes, I will. I will take care of that. Thank you, Tom. Uh, but yeah. Any any final thoughts on this week's episode? uh not really pretty much spoke for itself that's pretty good cool all right fairy tale wraps up its intro arc here i guess like mini intro arc you could call it uh that we had uh and now we're and, and this one like i still liked last episode much more than i like this episode aside from the fact that we finally yeah. got to hang out with gaji on them because last episode we got like everyone fucking <laughs> doing their shit like it was awesome and this one it's like it's just more of like we gotta scale up Natsu and show you like exactly where he's at. Um, <laughs> but like, it's cool because we get to see him like actually inheriting like Igneo's flame in this episode. We get like we get like an exact scale in terms of like like you know it's not just like oh he's as powerful as this guy. It's like here are deities in this world like that like are like on certain levels and like here's where he is in comparison. So that was nice. I felt like we took a while like, again with the Sao thing. I felt like we took a while to like get to that more than like we needed to. Um, <laughs> And I want to talk about specifically, actually, yes, Kegel's like, fairy tale, fairy tale, Kegel, give us your opinions. Um, with, last week we talked about, I, I discussed, will Frosh end up mattering at all? And, and did the fact that the time travel, like the time travel event after the Grand Magic Games happening, did that at all change things to make it so that that event was just an impossibility? And we got the answer this week, which is that it was. <laughs> it just, just literally can never happen now, which is like, cool. But the fact that they were even, like, teasing it in the intro <laughs> to the episode was, like, fam. Like, they, they were like, Frosh. Gray's like, Frosh. And then they hug. It was super oh, funny. So like, it was super you're funny, so for cute. sure. But it's like, man, this has been played up for fucking seasons now. <laughs> uh, we had not read the manga, K-Close. Uh, we are just, so no manga spoilers. Only, only anime. Um, except for I do know the biggest manga spoiler of all time because of a YouTube comment, unfortunately. Uh, but I won't be mentioning it on the stream, ever. Um, but yeah, so like, I'm totally okay with what it is, and in my mind, because I know there was like hiatuses with the manga at points, um, in my mind, it's just something the author wanted to abandon because, uh, he, he wanted, he, it's a he, right? It's a guy who writes this? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Uh, I, I feel like that he just wanted to get to the point and wrap things clearer, uh, whether that was like the publisher being like, hey, we can't have you like doing it at this pace anymore. If it was just, hey, I'm not interested in the storyline anymore, I'm not entirely sure. But I feel like it was a thing where like, he set it up. And at, at one point, you're getting to the end here, he's just like, because obviously the pacing of the manga is much faster than the pacing of the anime. And so, like, the time between introducing that and, like, actually paying it off, paying it off, quote-unquote, here, was probably much shorter. Uh, but overall, I think that it was just, like, not, it was just, like, one of those things where he, he made an executive decision to just abandon the storyline. Um, and he definitely had, like, an emotional payoff, uh, for sure. Like, 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 the scene where, like, they're thinking about it and, like, how much they've been able to overcome, like, in, like, these last couple of years was, like, pretty cool. But I don't know. I felt like it was like really hit hard at the end of that arc, that original arc, and so I was like really looking forward to see the fallout. Yeah, I thought I thought this episode was pretty good. Um, the the one thing that I know it's kind of fairy tale, and it's just it's just how it is. Like 
we always build up the like the bad guy, and the reason why Natsu gets upset is because you don't treat your friends right. Because like he was the the god, the god of war was like kind of stomping on their own guys. Yeah. And the one thing that kept on making me, I not laugh, but it was just like it was like, huh? It was when uh like the, in order to summon a deity. This guy, all he had to do was burn off his face. Like he's burned his face a little bit, and he summoned the deity. <laughs> it's just. <laughs> I don't think. I don't think one had to do with the other. I think it was more about like sacrificial arts. Like he, like he sacrificed for dark magic. I think is what it was. Okay, I like, thought that. I, I just thought that like in order to summon a deity, you need to sacrifice a little bit more. Yeah, than... I don't think that's what it was. I think <laughs> it was like I learned how to start summoning demons, and I started with sacrificing my own face. That's how dedicated I am. Like. That's how I read it. I mean, it's like it's a throwaway villain, obviously, so like they're not gonna get too deep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, I see the confusion there. That was definitely like, yeah, I was wondering if there was gonna be a bigger payoff to that when he originally said the line. Uh, but then like once we just started getting into it, it was like, no, the plan was always to sacrifice our guys. I was like, okay, so the point was like, was that like he's a man who's literally all about sacrifice. So, like that's what his his point is. Uh, but yeah, the I I, I, I I think it was probably like a sub like a sub thing. Uh, like I I definitely see like the dub it being less confusing, but I think because like mm -hmm. a lot of words get lost in subtitle translation because they're just trying to get you the actual like the like, texture or not the texture, trying to get you the content, not the texture. Uh, that like it's like lost in it. Uh, Keiko says, "Okay, well I've read the manga and I hope to change the end end because some of the fights I didn't like them." Okay, interesting, interesting tease. Mm -hmm. Um, I think overall this is like the slowest pacing one. Compared to the others, uh, yeah, and and like because like when we got to the credit scene, I was like, oh wait, it's over. I was like, huh, we didn't get through as nearly as much there as the other episodes. Um, yeah, not so just like kind of ran up a sword. <laughs> yeah, like it it was just like with with sort of sort of this week where it's like these things are cool that we did, but we could have executed on them a little cleaner. And like yeah, you didn't give like... us much eye candy. Like at least the last episode, it was just like a bunch of fight eye candy that we've been waiting fucking years and episodes oh, yeah. to last, see again. Last week, Lucy was tied up. <laughs> I mean, not even talking fan service, though. Like, I'm just talking, like, we're seeing, like, the fairy tale guild getting oh, back together yeah, and doing okay. their shit. But I, I did actually, like, really like when... I wish that we got a little bit more out of it. Like, when Natsu did his, like... I forgot what exactly what he called it. The igneal, like, uh, punch or whatever. Iron, iron hammer or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I wish that we saw, like, a little bit more of that. Because it, I kind of felt like it like was all over in like a second after he kind of ignited that. Yeah, I mean we have the footage playing right now from like some of last week's stuff. Um, like the just just like even even just like the wall jump from last week off of like Gray's ice wall and his slam down was like I think was like much more like visually appealing. But uh, yeah, I mean that's that's all I have to say on it. Unless you have any final remarks on Fairy Tale right now. Uh, no, not much else to say about this episode. Okay, cool. Uh, well then, uh, moving on to the best anime in the world right now. DuckTales! DuckTales this week, speaking of fan service, uh, good, 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 good tie-in. Uh, this week, uh, we got actual fan service in DuckTales, because we have the introduction of two classic side Disney characters, unless you live in South America, where they're still very big. Uh, of course, talk about Jose and Pachico, uh, which in this, uh, Pachito, which in this, uh, storyline is, uh, Donald's college roommates. Uh, and they got a little get-together, uh, down in a, uh, South American town to see each other, and it's a whole thing of playing up, like, oh, we're all kind of losers, but we don't want to let our friends know we're losers, so we're gonna act like we're hot shit. Uh, pretty classic, like, kids writing, but I, I thought it was interesting, because, like, this is the first episode I can, I can think of in the entire series where, like, 
it was purely character interaction driven and not plot driven. We kind of got there with the, uh, the game night episode that we started this season with. Um, but we ended up going into a whole plot, a, a more plot thing because we introduced the shrink ray earlier and we introduced, uh, specifically the insecurity aspect of that episode a lot earlier. Whereas this one I feel like was much more just like interaction character relationship driven, which I thought was really unique to see from the show, which is supposed to be like an action adventure kids show. Cause I feel like a lot of that's usually lost on kids. And so they just try to avoid it and go for the adventure stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I, th I thought it was really cool. Uh, it was just a really nice, interesting thing where it's like, oh, I know these of these characters. I don't know anything about them, but like, I know these characters. That's cool that we get to learn more about these characters. And uh, apparently, doing when I did research, so I was getting like stuff together for this. Like this show, like they have their own show, current show, like in its like current 2018 iteration, running in South America that you just can't see in America. That's like just as big as Ducktales, which is like super dope. So I'm not saying like watch it illegally, but like I'm saying like I'm going to find a way to watch it, and there are no legal ways to do that. So, take from that what you will. Anyway, time to go out to my heartthrob right now of an anime. We're getting all lovey-dovey and banana fish. So, uh, as you guys know, a huge reason I like this show, uh, from a writing standpoint, is like, hey, we have gay main characters. And guess what? The entire show isn't about them being gay main characters. In fact, until this week's episode, episode 18, we have not had either character really, like, say even internalize that they love the other character until now and it was a fucking badass way of doing it uh so this week uh we have the organization the foundation has brought in um uh ash's original teacher who is a mercenary uh to basically wrap up things on their end and reel in ash to get what they want uh threatening Aji's life asking realizing like oh i can't protect him let alone myself so i'm gonna start betraying everyone to give them what they want uh, and it, it's really a hard, it's much less about the action, even though there's some sweet fist fighting in this episode, and some cool, like, uh, like, assassination gun takedown stuff, and it's, it's much more about, like, inner, inner, internalizing Ash as a character who is, like, I'm not afraid of anything, I've literally, like, lived on the brink of death, so I'm just gonna keep fighting with that and then flirting with it, because, like, there's nothing else for me, to actually, like, stare death in the eye and be, like, backing down in a way, um, I thought was really interesting to see. Uh, and of course, there's going to be like a shit ton of fallout uh, with Edgy uh, going down from this. But I'm, I'm really interested in how they're going to wrap it up from here. Now that there's like so much like power in the Foundation's hands. And I'm, I'm, really, I'm really wondering if this is, if this is not going to be a happy ending. If this is going to be a very bittersweet, the world isn't fair type of ending situation. Um, which I wouldn't put it past this show given the, the kind of show it is. Uh, so once again, my, my weekly reminder to go watch my nose is on the shit on me. Sorry guys to go watch flipping banana fish. Cause <sighs> I love me some banana fish. Okay. Uh, for this next one, I'm going to go to full screen. Uh, cause talk about Ruby again and, uh, Ruby, uh, received copyright strikes to me for using footage. And I don't know why I'm getting that sorted out because like clear was fair use. Clearly this react videos monetizing the shit where they actually play the full episode with audio and stuff like that. So clearly what I'm doing also because I actually legally understand fair use. It's in fair use. Uh, so I was going to go to full screen when I talk about Ruby this week. So Ruby this week, oh, I am conflicted. So on one hand, we've dropped the bomb. Here it is. Here is the full backstory for this entire world. How magic works, Salem and her drives, the entire like, like countries as a whole, and where it's going. Also, who attacked the moon? <laughs> um, we, we learned all this. We learned all this, but... 
while it was awesome while it was some sweet cinematography uh going on with like intro like with the deity characters and stuff like that while the storytelling was really cool while the emotional depth of these characters was really explored well i think i i, I think i was i came away from this episode mostly sad because i felt like this episode while it was the explanation episode it's so much some of the equivalent of like the legend of core episode that explains the avatar which unlike this one i was like Fuck yes, this was perfect, this makes total sense. There's some issues, but the issues are more like things that you can like say were lost in translation to history. This is more like retconning things because Monty's not there, which was kind of sad. Like, we are to infer based on like the very direct scene we have of Oz and Salem having four kids and all of them having magic, that they... Because they're the maidens. They're the ones that the maidens come because the maidens are the only people that have raw magic in this world, essentially. Um, and so, like, if if they were killed by their mom in the mom-dad fight, like, they'd be thinking of one of them because they were that young. And so, like, they should have the powers of the maidens and not anyone else. So that doesn't make sense. The overall magic doesn't make sense because originally it was like, oh... People have superpowers, and dust is an energy source that amplifies superpowers or lets you do cool things because of its energy source. But now it's like, no, dust is, like, con like consolidated magic, and it messes with, like, the power scaling and the exact, like, rules of the world we've been working on. Uh, and again, it's because Monty isn't there, and his vision can't, he, they can't, like, question his exact plan. But it's, like, it's, like, bittersweet, and it's like, yeah, so, like, they got rid of the whole Maiden story of, like, the old man and the girls, which is clearly clearly the original maiden story it doesn't mean that like oz was the old man although he definitely could have been at that time that could have been a reincarnation of oz it didn't have to be the original one but yeah it's i don't know there's just like like and, and like what semblance now right like if 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 dust is magic consolidated and we see people use dust to enhance their semblance but people can also use semblance without dust that aren't like ruby with her fucking silver eyes what is the exact like what is semblance like you know that's so i'm a little like I'm still pretty confused about all that, and I think, like, while it explained a lot of cool shit, it raised questions that we didn't exactly have before because of it, and I think that's where it's like, huh, for me. But, yeah, I would absolutely uh, recommend watching this episode. Uh, uh, v. Odysseus in the chat. What's up, V? Welcome in. Uh, says, sounds like it breaks the laws of the world, and, and you would be right, um, and that's kind of where I'm like, huh. And I, and I think we're, we're, we're going to lead, lead it on that. Uh, but going, of course, the next thing, now I can actually show video footage again, because we're not talking about Ruby. Uh, of course, we have to talk about South Park. Uh, so last week, we're at South Park was uh, very so-so. And uh, if you have yeah, welcome in. Uh, if you ever have comments, questions, or concerns about anything we're talking about, uh, please, 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 uh, voice them in the chat so we can have a, have a conversation. Um, so with South Park last week, it was very much about we're going to choose a thing, the satire, that, that cannot possibly last for an entire episode and be good. And it didn't. Uh, on top of which, uh, a lot of people may not even be able to, like, even relate to. Which means it might not be good satire. Because that's, you know, what makes good satire. This week, we didn't have one big thing to satire. Instead, the main story was around uh, Al Gore's uh, Man Bear Pig that was referenced in previous seasons. Um... Instead, we had that driving the plot, and the satire was all surrounding it, which I think worked out much, much better, uh, because we had to, like, poke out a lot of things, and nothing had to last longer than it did. 
Uh, I mean, specifically in this one, we had the man referencing Merbig as climate change, which was like super, like literally, like, it was like, it's one of those things where it's like funny in the moment, but it's really sad to think about because I've literally read tweets that are like that guy, and it's like, oh, this is just, this is even satire. This is literally just our world. Um, uh, the, uh, the continuous school shootings have been great. Like, I think the school shooting joke has really been great. And a lot of people online have been like, oh, you're beating a dead horse. And it's like, we're being a dead horse because this shit's literally happening every day in real life. And this is literally how people are treating shootings now. And so the horse, the horse is, is, is dead, but all the other horses around it are also dying. So we should keep beating this horse as an example. So those horses don't die. It's kind of how I land on that. But, but the best thing is that we literally spent the entire episode referencing Red Dead Redemption 2. And just like, like literally, because they had to have wrote this shit mostly before it came out. The fact that they got everyone's exact response. I mean, obviously they have like pickup things. It's really easy to do pickups on a show like South Park because the mouth animation is like really simplistic. But like the overall like thoughts expressed for the Red Dead Redemption dialogue was just so good uh, and so clean throughout the entire thing. And it's, I was just like, as a gamer, I was just like, <sighs> South Park. Thank you. Thank you. But uh, moving on. Back to anime. Uh, last thing we had to recap from last week, and then we have a new show that I just I just need to talk about. Uh, I just need to talk about it. But we have Surene. Uh, Surene, again, uh, it, it, again, uh, it's like it's kind of like South Park. It's a, it's a really cool contrast between the two episodes. If last week, as we discussed, it is uh, all about exploring the the world that the characters live in through the ensemble cast, as we get to know about them. This week, we actually get to learn about the world that is the, like, the context, the context, the content world of archery uh, through the characters' relationships instead of just the characters themselves. Uh, and so, uh, you know, in this week's, we learn a lot about the actual art and religion and, like, competition aspect and even, like, the schools of thought and how they vary between archery, which is, like, really interesting, especially because a lot of them do have very religious, sacred, like, undertones to them. I think it's, like... You know, in America, we have a lot of shows about uh, about sports, about, like, basketball, football, like, Friday Night Lights. People have, like, traditions. People have things that are, like, you know, sacred to, to their sport. But there's not, an, like, an actual... Like, this, this is a sport that actually has, like, a religion to it. And I think that's a really interesting uh, concept to explore, except for, especially for a lot of viewers. Because with a lot of sports shows, you know, you have, like, Haikyuu. You have, uh, like, Free. You have all these shows, like, and the sport... It's a sport, but this is where the sport actually has a much more overt, like, meaning in society. And I think it helps us get a little bit more depthful for not having to have super over-the-top action every episode, but still feel very invested in every single scene we're watching. Uh, I definitely feel like the pace slowed down a lot more on this episode from the other ones, but I think it's because it's, it's actually justified because, like, they were moving at such a great speed and such a great pace for these episodes uh, of getting content out there, getting relationships out there, and not being hung up in a character's head, that uh, when we needed to like stop for a second to really get all this information out of the way, so that we can keep up this pace throughout the rest of the season, uh, or most of the season at least, uh, at the same pace, and not have to lose audience because they don't understand something about the culture of, of the sport. I, I think they did it really well, and I'm really excited to see where it's going. Yeah, it's, it's fixing my slice of life need right now. I'm not going to say it's like as high as some of my other ones, but it's very uniquely approached, especially for a genre that's been very hyped over the last couple of years and been done by a lot of shows. It's, it's nice to see a show that doesn't feel like it's just the same but different. Um, but that's my overall thought on it. Uh, Alex, are you caught up on this one? 
Oh yeah. Uh, so I binged all four episodes. Got all up to date. I'm I'm very excited about this one. Uh, usually, you know, sports anime it's kind of hit or miss for me. Like Kaikyu, that's very good. Uh, this one, I feel like it could even stand alone, even without the archery, because I like the characters a lot. Um, I was kind of concerned, like, episode one, with how, like, you know, typically, like, sometimes in sports anime, like, the main character has, like, a problem that he mm. goes through, because he does, so he just quits the sport, and that kind of leaves a mystery. But after, like, a couple episodes, I kind of, and we met Masa. I freaking love Masa, Masa's dude. Masa's so sweet. And the owl, dude, He's, the owl's dope. Yeah, like... And that's another thing. I really like it when they have like a, like that mentor or someone to like look up to. But also like so, flawed at the same time. Yeah, he's also like flawed, so you can kind of understand. You can kind of tell he kind of also has maybe some kind of because he references himself that he went through the same problem as him. So there's like some kind of backstory there. I kind of feel like the notebook was actually his for in both cases. Yeah, I'm but, not. I'm uh, not sure. I I, I want to say it's his just because of like the relation of all the characters that we learned from like the last week's episode, like how like they're they're closer tied than we think. Um, but I, yeah. I think the question for that is going to be the fact like that. I, I think I think the biggest thing that steers me away from that is the fact that he returned the notebook, and if it was his notebook, I would expect the characters to physically have access to it still, so that it could physically come out in front of him at one point. But that's just me. Yeah, but then but then I also but they also had the same kind of introductory to kind of getting out of that rut so he was like because when they he was like up close at the target and he drawed it back he said oh i had in the notebook it was the same thing yeah um yeah but like the, that was like such like but even so even like but remember when they're in the range right i forget what his name is but blue hair version of our of our protagonist uh, he, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. he he literally internalizes that without even reading the notebook so i feel like that's just kind of like the thing that all professionals tell you to do like that's like the first okay. step that's just that's just like my opinion and also like it, it felt to me kind of like a, a children's training thing like it feels to me like the kind of thing you get when like your seven-year-old is like hey i want to do this you don't have them shoot at a range first you have them do that to like practice form uh but i mean that's just my takeaway obviously like i don't know we'll have to figure yeah. it out i but, also yeah. i was i was rooting for the old man when he was uh going oh for my the god he dude he's it. just like dude that man he's equipped iron sudden, lungs that man equipped the fucking iron lungs perk in the last second <laughs> Yeah, it's all of a sudden it gets super serious. You can like he's just like gets like twenty years younger, you know. <laughs> he just releases it, hits a dead center. I was like, shit. Uh, Kegel <laughs> says, uh, "Lol, I don't like sports anime because it seems so unrealistic to me." Yeah, I I think I agree. Um, I think the thing about sports anime, the reason like animation is unrealistic is because like it's not representing the viewer in the stands; it's representing the people in the moment doing the action. Where, like, when you do something, you feel on top or on bottom of the world, you know, when you're at those stakes. Which is actually why I much prefer this show and the one that's kind of filling it for me right now of uh, Three Gods and No Lion, uh, or March Comes in Like a Lion, because those shows are not about over, like, animation. Show. It's about the characters. They just happen to have this interest that's also unique. But the animation's so good in that one, Mike. I'm not going to get Oh, yeah, because it's, like, it's, it's externalizing emotions, like, Oh, jeez, it's so good. The first season but was, like, super I... rough because it was, like, trying to balance between being, like, a sports show and being, and like... super sad. And... Yeah, and, and being, like, a social, like, conduit for emotions and stuff like that. And they're just like, nah, let's get real freaky with the second season. <laughs> they just went all out with the animation, for sure. It was crazy. It was yeah. so good. I met, uh... uh but I, think, I think that what he... K-Close means is, like, stuff like Hokuro no Basket. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he's, like, he's, like, actually, like, fucking invisible. And the other guy has, like, a lucky thing where he can, like, make a shot, like, at any point in the court. Sure. Stuff like that. 
like, but I, I also, I kind of, I do like that, but I also like Sierra more towards like more realistic ones, like Major. That's a pretty popular one for base, about baseball. You follow them from like preschool all the way up to like the major leagues. I, I don't watch a lot of sports anime, so I'm just nodding my head like, okay, that's yeah. interesting. <laughs> Not that you can see that, but all right, cool. Uh, no, any, any last still. words? Uh, no, this one, I really did appreciate the whole, like, at the end there, where they were doing the ceremony, and he's like, he's like, I really, when's the uh, archery guy done to smile upon me, like, he smiles upon Masa, I was, like, very, just touched by that. Yeah, I, I felt like it was definitely, like, the, uh, because their relationship was kind of weird at first, it's like, uh, like, you don't know exactly, like, if it's student mentor, if it's icon, like, yeah, but, but a even and this is the one where it's like, oh, he... This isn't someone he. This isn't someone he feels like he's entirely like close with. It's someone he feels like he's like dragging behind, and he's like he's like at, like unworthy of almost. Whereas like in the, the first episode, it's like kind of unclear. Yeah, I, I I thought it was pretty funny. Like where they even made fun of that, where he was like helping him put on his grandfather's uh, kimono mm-hmm. or whatever it's called for this. And ceremony. I don't I don't think Masa feels the same way. I feel like Masa feels it like very differently, but he doesn't I think understand that. that. I think that Masa definitely just kind of sees himself in, in this young boy, you know. And uh, Kegel says the amount of thinking and dialogue the most speed sports anime have really triggers me. You don't have yeah. that much time to think. You, you don't, but at the same time, you still have all those thoughts. You're just not saying it to yourself in your head. Like, you're, that's, that's like, the difference between, like, professionals at anything. Like, like, when I play Magic the Gathering, right? Like, I don't, like, think through, I'm going to, like, do this, do that, do that, and, like, that's going to be my turn. I literally just do it, and, it t- like, the, the way, the, the amount of time, like, if it's, like, it would be, like, a two-minute conversation in my head, I think through it in, like, a second, because I'm not actually saying the words, I'm just triggering the thoughts. The thoughts, like, the thoughts in, in all internalizations, not, not just sports, but in just, like, any movie, whenever it's, like, a voiceover, it's not timed per, like, dialogue, it's, 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 or it's not time, sorry, not the time of dialogue. It's not representative of dialogue, it's representative of thought. And so, like, I think that's I think, something that, like, people don't always consider. I think you also have to consider, like, how short would this anime be if there wasn't dialogue? Well, I think I, it's talking I mean, more they, about, like, like, like the basketball ones and stuff like that. The ones yeah, that are, like, yeah, way yeah. more I, physically interactive. I understand that, but, like, what I'm saying is, like, if there wasn't as much dialogue, like, like during the games and stuff, then I think that it would just kind of, like, I don't know. I, it would just, it would, it would just feel it would really just, it would like be hard to animate. It would be like super hard to animate. I feel. I just like, feel like I want to be seven. Like I don't know what yeah, that feels like. All. And you're like your job is to put me in that person's like shoes. Exactly. Yeah. You just want to yeah. get into his head. You know. Uh, Prem Group. What's up, Prem Group? Thank you for joining the fellowship. So we get to know you. Let me know uh, your uh, your favorite. Uh, sorry, where you're from? What your favorite anime or anime like IP is? If it's something like Fate, which has a bunch. Uh, and of course. Uh, what you're currently really into right now. Uh, if you guys have any questions, comments, or concerns during these discussions, let me know. All right, so we have one more thing to recap uh, before we get into our main subject of Seven Daily Sins. And this is something we didn't talk about last week because I wasn't watching it. And I watched the random first episode, and I got hooked. Uh, guys, it's we need so to talk good. about My Senpai is a Bunny Girl. Um, oh, yeah. Okay, I, I, so whenever I, whenever I do this show, I have a whole write-down that I can just read. I don't usually just read it because I want to keep more free-flowing. I'm literally just going to read my thoughts, and we're going to go from there. And then, Alex, you can start interjecting with me. All right. Yes. So this week, I finally sat down and start to cut, caught up with My Senpai is a Bunny Girl. Uh, and while we can't deep-dive on it until the season is done, I'm going to say right now that it is probably my favorite anime of the season if I'm discounting Banana Fish because that has been going on for a while, so I'm already, like, emotionally invested in that show. Uh, from the PVs and promotional images that this show had... Uh, I had literally zero interest in the show. Like, this was just like, nope. 
this is like sex appeal, this is it, this is that, and you, you, like, you're, you have some cool things you might be talking about, but honestly, I feel like you're going to harem it up. It's none of that. They basically lied to us about what oh. this entire show is, and I am so happy they did, because this is the show I actually want to do. Um, uh, where was I? Uh, so on this week's episode in particular, we get a deep dive into the discussion of almost like unrequited love, and not just like what that does to the person on the inside, like who's like feeling it, but also how it affects their relationship with the person who like they have that for. And it was like, I mean, like, I don't want to go through all the episodes because it's so much to go through. Uh, and I just rather save it for doing a full deep dive of the series when it's done. But, like, honestly, like, this show for me right now, like, just, like, if, like, you guys need a recommendation. Like, this show is, like, Hayoka, which was the high school, like, detective show, uh, about the girl who, like, the guy always, like, like, imbued his emotions on as, like, having, like, cat ears and other random things, like, th like, strings of thread and stuff like that. It was, like, a supernatural, like, detective story, but there wasn't, like, an actual supernatural, like, element. It was just, like, played up for, like, the ability to make it more visually appealing as a detective story. This is that, but you have a less of hardcore deep dive mystery and more of the sci-fi emotional imbued uh, aspect of it about relationships and like adolescence. And I'm really needing that right now, and so I'm very very excited about this show. Uh, you know says, what it kind of reminded uh, me of? That's why I like shows about Hunter x Hunter because they do action and then discuss it afterwards. Yeah, that's good. That's a good reason. But yeah, uh, sorry, Alex. Everyone else, like, please, if you're watching this show, if you haven't, please watch it. <laughs> If you're if you if you have I need thoughts in this chat right now, right, Alex. Go. So I forget what the title of the anime was, but I'm gonna describe it. This reminds me of the anime where they it's kind of similar. Uh, the main character has like a power where he can take away other people's powers, and that's kind of what he does throughout the anime. They they go help like troubled people who are having problems, and I think they, sure they form is. like a club or whatever. Ah, freaking for no. No wait, no no wait, not take away other people's powers. I was talking about Haiku, right? The, it's it's four kids. It's the girl with the, the black hair who comes from like a rich family and she's all ditzy and she always wants to know why something happened, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's Hayoka. So. That's Hayoka. Yeah. Oh, and, is it, and it's is the it? kid the kid who doesn't care about anything, who's the main character, but he's really smart and solves mysteries. His friend who's the popular one, and like I think that fourth one is like the president or the sports girl, I forget. But they're just solving mysteries the entire time, right? And like it has like weird like it like like supernatural visuals, but like it doesn't actually mean anything. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna like, just Google, Google it right now. H y o u k a, because I had the reference it in the trailer. Hayoka. That's literally the show I was just describing, though. <laughs> like, uh, but like, if, if, if that's what you're talking about, like, again, like I said, 100% agree. That is literally the show. But you're exchanging the deep dive, like, well thought out, deep mystery for a greater sci-fi aspect that's more focusing on internalizations and emotions. Of like, uh, it wasn't it, but it's fine. It's fine. Mm. Describe it more then, because like I'm trying to think what the show is, because it sounds like similar. Ah, uh, Josh. Um, it's kind of episodic. They they form. Wait, 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 wait. A TV show is episodic. Oh, gosh. No, no, no. Jeez. Oh, so every episode, it's like a new. They take away. They go and help like a someone in their school or the surrounding area, mm -hmm. and because like they're they have like this like fault in them or something like that where they they were like these, these powers kind of like manifest because of that fault is it called hamatora like the animation yeah yeah i think that's actually it that's I, just, it. Yeah, I just googled exactly the description you gave me and i found hamatora the animation <laughs> never seen it <laughs> but please explain right, please explain anyway it's pretty good uh it's it's kind of like this one because in this one uh in bunny girl he is trying to help people with adolescent syndrome mm-hmm and they're trying to get over that. But in, in Hamatora, they, he's trying to, like, 
help other people like trying to fill that hole in their heart so then they don't need don't feel like they don't need this power anymore so and he ends up just being able to like absorb those powers oh okay that's what you mean by okay that makes more sense now okay interesting i definitely have to check it that out then yeah, yeah. Good. this is uh, this though like would, would like dealing with like real adolescent problems and like problems that young adults have because you don't like resolve them in your adolescence because people don't want to talk about feelings in our society yeah. or or most societies uh and by the way i want to point out why i supposed to go up like this all the shit about the buddy girl right like this shit right here that looks like it's gonna be a harem show that you're seeing in all this video because most of it's, it's still not. just a pv video this is like literally the first scene and that's it like there, and there's a, actually a really good reason why she's dressed like that and it has nothing to do with sex or anything and it has to do with like actually solving the actual sci-fi issue happening in that moment and then you don't really deal with it at all. Again, she's just like, she is a, a actor and it's like one of her costumes from a famous piece. So like, she's known as like the buddy girl because like buddy girls is a thing in Japan. Um, but yeah, like it's not about sex. It's not about all that stuff. It's not, it's not I... about sex anymore than like you think about sex as a middle schooler, as a high schooler. Like that's, that's like the level it is. It's like, we're going to talk about it and we're going to like crack jokes and say, oh yeah, you want to fuck? But it's like, no, that's not what they're actually, like, saying or doing. There's, that's the words they're saying, but that's not the emotions or the sentiment actually behind it or the actions they're, they're actually, like, acting on. Um, and I think it's, like, it, this is filling, uh, like, back to, like, March Comes in Like a Lion. This is filling my emotional, like, needs it's that so March, like, did for, like, me. Like, absolutely. Listen, their banter together is probably one of the best, like, back-and-forth banter, like, out of any anime. It doesn't feel forced. It feels very natural. That's why I love it so much because like the the interaction between the two main characters is just so great. Yeah, they just feel like real people like having. Yeah, they do. They really do. Like just having a conversation, like and like it's a conversation about their emotions, but it's like, it's it's like when we talked about like last week uh, about Castlevania, how like I think the comedy works because the comedy is being viewed from realistic emotions or in the realistic situations, where like they're not sitting there being like, oh my god, I wonder if she likes me. It's like. I'm just gonna like flirt because like I'm not gonna tell you that I just like love you until like he actually does. But like I'm not yeah. gonna tell you I love you. And she's not gonna tell you that she loves you, but like because she doesn't like neither of you really know. And you don't want to like come out like that asshole and like ruin everything. So you're gonna do the normal thing and just like flirt and like instead of just sitting there being like, oh my god, every word I said could ruin my life. Um, which like we also do in real life, but like not to the extent that anime normally does. Yeah. Um, do you want but, to talk about like the episode specifically? Because I I love this this episode. So I talked about what I wanted to from this episode because like I feel like you can't without talking about the last two to three episodes. All right. And yeah, okay. like that's my thing, right? Like in the future, like we can start doing it because they're gonna start like a new little like arc again. But I I don't like I don't we don't have the time to go through all the last couple episodes. All you right. Know? Sounds good. Okay. But that gets on to our main our main uh, focus of the night. Seven deadly sins. Okay, so buckle in, guys. If you have enjoyed Seven Deadly Sins Season 1, OVAs, and Season 2, we are doing a deep dive, and I want to know your opinions in the chat if you're here. Uh, I still need to know Prem Group. I need to know about you. Just say hi. If you're going to be lurking here, I just want to say hi, man. I want to thank you for <laughs> becoming part of the fellowship. Uh, but Seven Deadly Sins. Okay. So I have, I have cliff notes of things I want to go back and forth on, essentially, uh, or, or just like main, main things I want to hit about the season. And the show, uh, so I'm gonna like I'm gonna kind of state one, and then we can just go off and discussing it. And then you, if you have like a main point you want to go to, you can hop to that. We're just gonna flee free for those conversation. Kegel says yes. Oh, Kegel is excited. I can't wait to hear Kegel <laughs> say yeah. all this stuff. All right. 
but first of all, I want to start with saying this is one of the few shows that I wait for the dub. I don't watch oh, it yeah. sub because the dub casting is so good. The writing Dude. for the dub is so good. And am I biased because I interned at the studio that did it? Yes. But you could also say interned at the studio that does it because they are the only one of the few studios that does 100% quality dubs. So you can make an argument either way. Speaking of which, Mob Psycho Season 2 coming out. Not going to talk about that on, the, on this channel. Why? Because I'm going to wait for the dub to come out because the dub is fucking amazing. But anyway, um, things I really like about this show. Great combat choreography. Uh, and even though the powers are very derivative of other fantasy shows, because, like, let's, let's face it, just, like, this genre has been done so much that, like, it's really hard to, like, not do it. It's not, like, any fault on, like, the author or the creators. Like, you just, like, can't be completely original in every single aspect. Even though it's derivative, the personality behind the characters using, like, the, like, the combat and the magic and stuff like that adds a flavor to it that makes it feel original. And that's what I really love about it. Alex, you there? Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm here. Th thoughts? <laughs> oh, oh, I didn't know that you were turning it over to me. Uh, no, like, I... That's just my I opening really... thoughts. This is my opening thoughts. Okay, well, overall, I thought this season was ac absolutely phenomenal. They hit, like, some really good bases. Like, we we opened up with... We got to know, like, individually, the Seven Deadly Sins, kind of like their backstories. Like, we got Dan's childhood. Bond's childhood. I love Bond. Bond's, Bond's childhood was, like... Honestly, the best backstory. Like it, it killed me. Honestly. It was, it was so, so sad. It was like disgustingly sad. Uh, Kiko says, "God, man, I love my dubs. Escanor and Bon are my favorite." Dude, Escanor. I wish I want to watch that fight. Like I've watched that fight so many times. I just want to watch it again. Which one? Dude, There's Escanor. three. Escanor and uh, Esterosa. Got it. Yeah, yeah, that was just so good. Wait, uh, is he getting up? I thought he's been dead for hours. <laughs> <laughs> I like how they're like, I thought he's been dead for hours, but also I'm here because my spell hasn't broken, so clearly he's not dead, like. Oh yeah, you're talking about, uh, what's, his, what's her name? Masa, not Masa. I forget. The guy, the guy Mel that, Mel the guy that should have died three times before he actually died. Are we talking about the, one of the Ten Commandments? Yeah, the, the truth. The, the, the truth. Oh, Gallant. 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 Yeah, That's what it is. Gallant. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Gallant. yeah. But, uh, yeah, I really like that. Okay, so. I want to get test your previous yeah. statement first to start this out. Your statement of the writing between Bunny Girl's main characters uh, being the cleanest and just most natural and best, like, relationship dialogue. I want to argue that Bon uh, and Meliodas have some of the yeah. best pen... Like, I'm not talking about, like, their straight relationship, but, like, pen-to-dialogue specifically relationship oh. of any character. Every single word they exchange feels perfect. And then it killed me even more at the end there pretty much where but they were kind of like weren't able to meet eye to eye that just that just killed me because they weren't able to have that dialogue together mm -hmm. yeah like you could you could, he could tell they could tell that like something was off like you 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 could tell by like the difference in like the number of words the exact words they use because their relationship is so defined through their dialogue and yet like they can make the stupidest joke like at any time and it's funny because it's literally them and their friendship feels just so real like their their relationship feels so just true and it doesn't feel like you're ever like it literally feels like you're just watching actual living people it never like even though it's like they're talking about fucking demons and shit like that you're like you're sitting here like no that's a real conversation oh, yeah. having. like okay close good that's a good one. Oh, the exchange over whose girlfriend is better yeah that was amazing 
And very much, and very much like revealing about Bond's character in a way like you didn't. Uh, Elizabeth exactly has expect. those boobs. <laughs> <laughs> Elizabeth has the boobs. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Uh, that conversation was also weird by the fact that it's like I know she's thousands of years old, but she looks like she's seven. <laughs> like I, I know, like I know how this works. Like, at that point, we we don't really understand. We still don't really understand at this point. I've read the manga. We don't really understand like exactly like one hundred percent. Like we understand that Elizabeth is like the reincarnation of Liz. And all. oh, I'm talking. I'm talking about. Uh, I'm talking about fairy princess, not not Liz, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know, but yeah. like, we're talking about like Meliodas. Uh, we're talking about like Elizabeth and Elaine, right? Yeah. I know. I was talking. No, I was talking about. I was talking about like Elaine specifically, like how like. You look like you're seven. I get your thousands of years, but you're seven. Like, like that. Like when the, in that oh, scene, in that oh, scene oh, specifically, oh, oh, oh. where they're arguing about their girlfriends and arguing about how sexy they are, it's just like, oh, I get it, because I I understand she's thousands of years old, but she looks like she's seven right now. You're describing a seven-year-old body. Like that's yeah, a little weird. Like, and when, like when he's like looking at her, uh, it, it is it is a little strange. But like then when you understand that they're actually a thousand years old, it's it's a little bit better. Yeah, it's just weird in the moment. Is is my point. <laughs> But uh, yeah, the list thing is a little okay. Uh, I don't want to. I want to see a positive for now because I do have like hard critiques for this show. Uh, so I'm a, I'm a I'm a side table that. But uh, all right. Another thing I think is really cool about the show is that the way it, dis it discusses like humanity, not like humanity, like the culture, because obviously we have humans, demons, angels, fairies, all that shit, right? I'm talking about like humanity in the in the in the way that we have like that we uh, people are always flawed, but flawed doesn't necessarily mean bad. It just means you're coming from a different point of view and how that skews good, bad, indifference, and all the other, like, emotions that are riding on these characters while they are choosing their actions throughout the series. More, more so in this season than the first season because it's not, like, all of humanity against seven fucking people that we hate. It's more about, like, different subsects of humanity living different lives and even, like, different races living different rights between, lives between each other and the other races. Like, the fact that, like, if you look at the demon side, right, like, and, like, you're like, oh kind of understand why you're doing this like like i would like like you were like obviously you're not taking the high road in this whole situation but aside from that you are pretty justified to feel the way you feel right now and take the actions you're taking like and that's like really hard to do when you're when your main goal is just a straight massacre people for no other reason but to massacre them like yeah well as we found out kind of like throughout the season they the, the demon clan uh, the, the, like the guys clan they they pretty much rounded up all like the women and children of the demon clan and they pretty much murdered them mm. like they, they not just, pretty like, much they, they murdered them they did it, it yeah, happened. they they, they, ma they massacred like all like the women and children and stuff and that's why we we see in the the episode where again like that that really sweet fight with Escanor and uh, Esterosa where the uh the goddess like takes possession of that old man she's like listen i was only following orders we didn't. I didn't actually like want to kill all those women. And that children. scene I was. was like, that scene was amazing. It's like. It just. It changes. I gave up my body. It's like. All right. What do you want me to do? Oh fuck that! I'm going. <laughs> like uh, Derriere or whatever her name is. Like she. You can understand like why she's so upset. Like because like all all that's run through my head is like, did she have like a kid? Did she Brother, like, have a family anything. that yeah. like that was like murdered and massacred? And now she's like this very upset. Like so. I just feel like, you know, these people, like, you have, like, Droll and Gloxania, like, they they felt betrayed, so, like, they were kind of, like, they felt like they were driven to, like, this, like, this path, and they, there was, like, no other way for them yeah. other than, like, this to, like, pretty much destroy the world. I was, I thought it was really nice specifically because 
where we, like, it was very obvious by the interaction with Bond, the Horn, even Meliodas, even though we knew Meliodas was a demon, but we understood that, like, we were, we were at least at that point still, supposed to believe he, he is a changed demon, and now that we know he, like, he is for sure, but, like, obviously we start the season, like, not entirely knowing, but by the end of the first season, we're like, Meliodas is a demon, and even, and he's on the good side, but he still hates the angels, and, like, the, the specific language and interaction the angel, god or the goddess, uh, has with Bond from, like, the, the sacred horn, whatever that relic was again, for the first season, uh, like, I, like, I, I was in the back of my head, I'm like, okay, so the angels are gonna be fucked up in some way, like, that's gonna happen, but, like, did not expect it to be that fucked up, like, like, the fact that you, like, you already established that there is, like, no true good because of the way these, these goddesses, quote-unquote, are acting, and you still made me feel like I was taken aback by the level of, of objective not good they did was is like a scale that's really hard to hit when you're dealing with fucking demons as your main antagonist. <sighs> yeah, dude, like honestly, like that's probably like one of my favorite it's like I have so many favorite parts about this this show, this season. But like I always appreciate it when they take the time to kind of make the like the the quote unquote like bad side or whatever like the the antagonist like kind of like more relatable and kind of like you kind of understand like their their way of thinking and like their reasons for why are they doing this other than just like oh I feel like uh, destroying the world today or I just oh we're bad guys so I just want to destroy the world it's like they actually like they have like a reason behind like why they're doing this stuff yeah and it's also like it's specifically like they say this again also what's up crazy glasses welcome 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 in uh it's also like like they said it's like we're not. Like, we never wanted to destroy everything. We wanted we wanted what was ours. We wanted a piece of it. We never wanted to destroy everything. But you kind of forced our hand now. Yeah, they just kind of, like, wanted, they wanted their own corner. Just, like, leave them alone, you know? Yeah, it's like, you they just don't tell us what we're doing is bad just because you disagree. Like, we just need our place to live because we're living beings, like, just like you. And it's like, oh, okay. So we just kind of have to do that. Um... And also, like, another thing about the show, this is, like, more of a technical thing, but, like, the technical design of, like, the the sound, from sound effects to voice acting to cueing to mixing, like, is just really oh, fantastic. And, like, whereas a lot of, like, companies, like, especially, like, you know, like, because this is done by a big company, you'll hear songs cross a lot of their, you'll, that's all, you'll hear, like, effects cross a lot of their franchises, whereas I feel like a lot of the things in this show are very distinguished for this show. Yeah, I could definitely, I definitely agree with that. I just, I loved, like, like you said, like, I actually did wait for the dubbing of this because, like, I just loved the, like, the first, like, couple seasons of the dubbing. It was just, like, freaking phenomenal. Chris Glasses, just, ironically, like, I just got done watching this a few days ago. Well, great, Glasses. We want your opinions, your questions, your thoughts. You're part of this discussion, too. Stay active in the chat, buddy. Okay, sorry, you were saying, Alex? Sorry, I'm taking a breath. Oh, no, no, yeah, yeah. I just, like, I just really, just really like the, the dubbing. I just... I don't know. I just, I couldn't watch the sub. Like I started trying. Like I started I was like, oh, I'm just gonna watch the sub. And then I started like first I like a couple episodes and I was like, ah, I'm just gonna wait. <laughs> nah, well forget about it. Nah, forget about it. Uh, any other big highlights you want to hit? Because um, I've ran through my list of all the like positives, and now I just have like critique stuff I want to like discuss with you as someone who's a big fan and me uh, as like someone who's like a person working in this industry. Um, uh, but I want to stay positive for a bit longer if you have been. I, all right, I, I have like I have a critique, but I'll okay, say well, that hold it, hold it. Is that. there any? I know, yeah. I know. Uh, I just like I also like really like the the Ten Commandments, like their abilities, and how like they're also affected by the abilities. Yeah, their design was really dope, and especially because like like when you're introduced to the sins, you understand they've 
Also, wait. I I'm confused about this, actually. Just thinking about this now. What? What? So... I don't understand. I assume Gother's sin has to be something about betraying the demon race that's, in some way. No, 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 no. That's the other thing I wanted to talk about is Gother okay, because that, that whole thing is just very up in the air. I, I have some theories about him. Okay, let's hold on that because I, I have another thing. I have another thing like specifically like in that realm of discussion. For, okay, for all right, all right. But like, so we don't know his. And then Eskinor, as we learned, we know, obviously we know Meliodas, we know Bonds and all of them. But like... What? I'm spacing on her name. Giant girl. God, I'm spacing so hard. Diane. Diane. What is Diane's sin exactly? Is it the fact that she caused her mentor to die because she's not no, it's, dead? It's envy. It's it's uh she she wants to be uh human sized. She wants to be able to just be accepted because like as they're like traveling around, she feels like out of place. Okay. She doesn't feel like she's a part of the giants because she's right. kind of like I, just ostracized by her own. I people. got that, but there's no specific event, right? That it's like because every other character, it's it's an event and a cho or and or a choice that they made that like that like has like cursed them almost, right? Like when you're introduced she, to the characters, she chose she chose to leave because she envied like the human race that, that's why oh that was her sin she okay she, le she didn't like same thing as king like he left his people she left her people well, king king she, is different she, though because king left them unprotected he 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 selfishly left as opposed to like he selfishly left because when people need him but, whereas people yeah, don't their, need Diana. their reasonings were different but like 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 she just wanted to be it's kind of similar i know but like she just wanted to be accepted and she envied like, like i keep saying this i'm sorry but no no, no you're, like you're, really you're correct i'm not disagreeing with that keep, keep going she, she just like envied the human race and and kind of how how like how they live you know and and she just didn't feel like she was very accepted that's why she like made those golems yeah until it to like be her friends that's that's my thing though right is it like and yeah glasses it's eskinor which is also alex's favorite yeah. character right eskinor eskinor <laughs> <laughs> hype um, Escador is fucking badass. Uh, I want to see him fight Meliodas. Uh, but anyway, like, I, it, it's just like, I get it, but at the same time, it's not the same level as, like, everyone else. Like, it's just not, like, it doesn't, it, like, thematically, it doesn't feel, like, correct. Especially when these characters are introduced to be like, oh, you're cursed because you made a decision and you have to live with this. But, like, she's not really, like, living with a, with a regret. She's just living in that envy still. Which is like, it's, I don't know, just thematically from a design standpoint, it doesn't feel like it's nearly the same level as everyone else. And it just makes her feel like, it feels like she doesn't feel as, like, as emotionally entangled in the plot as everyone else because of it. Yeah, I, I get it. It's just like not very pronounced, I guess. Maybe it's why she's it's... the weakest? Yeah, maybe it is why she's the weakest. Uh, is, is she the weakest? I think she is. I think, I think that they all, I think... Next season, they're probably all gonna have some kind of power up, you know, because they're think, not very powerful. I think out of right the now. sins, though, she is the weakest, right? I I would say so. Yeah. Probably. I'm trying to remember she's the power level. Like, probably gonna learn how to be like a dancer. You know how like, this season. Oh yeah, the dance arts. Yeah, yeah, the sacred arts. She kind of she kind of learned it a little bit. Um, but I feel like she's gonna like learn how to do that kind of stuff a little bit better, as well as like so that she can incorporate her like golem making and stuff. Yeah, I really want to see more of the golem stuff because I was like, oh. So if everyone knew, I, it was cool, but at the same time, it was like, oh, so you knew she could make golems, so why weren't you guys helping her, like, focus on that? Because that's, like, really useful to have. <laughs> like, 
Like, it wasn't like you guys didn't know that they can make golems. King literally knew the entire time she can make golems. And it's like, hey, how about why... That could have saved a lot of people earlier. Like, we had these golems <laughs> running around. But I, I digress. Okay, so any any other, like, uh, any other, like, big, like, cool things you want to hit on? Aside from Escanor is the greatest. Because I know you, you just hit on that all day. Uh, I also really, like, I, I really enjoyed how we got... I already said this a little bit, but a little bit further into this. Uh, how we got more of the backstory. Like, we learned... We don't know exactly who, but Merlin's like the daughter of some super scary dude or whatever. Mm -hmm. Probably related to the to like some kind of powerful. I don't think she's actually a demon or anything. No, I she's think not. She's probably just. The I only... think she's just like a super like a daughter of like a super powerful like. No, yeah, they 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 specifically said this season that she's she's she just sacrificed for dark arts. She's not a demon, but she knows their dark arts, and she has made sacrifices to attain that. But she herself is not a demon. Yeah. Cause, cause her, I think, her thing, Infinity, is so cool. All, all of her designs is dope. Like, I think her magic is the most unique magic, even though, it, like, when, like, on paper, it doesn't read as unique, but in use and function and, like, visibility in the show, it's, like, way more unique than a lot of other people's stuff. Um, no, but, like, when she's fighting the demon, they're like, wait, you're not a demon! And she's like, yeah, I sacrificed everything to get this. And it's like, oh, okay. Um, yeah, but her design but, is sweet. Then again her name is something that humans can't pronounce so is she actually human you know i i think i think that's like part of like her sin again that's what i'm getting to right like like all these things stem from their sin but like no, like all their their powers their ability like in some way or form stems from their sin it's how they get it's it's the sacrifice they made the virtues they were gifted and stuff like that right but it like with Diane, I don't want to hit on the same more because it's just like frustrating one thing about it. With Diane, thematically, none of it weaves together into actually making them a seven deadly sin, making them one of the strongest people in the world. Like, it just, it doesn't, like, I don't know. It just, it just like, it, it annoys me from that perspective because everyone else's is so airtight and clean and well done. And this one just seems messy and, like, they kind of, like, started and then just, like, didn't finish on it, you know? Yeah. I mean, maybe it'll prove me wrong. Maybe next season, like, it'll just, like, solve everything. Um, okay, you ready to start getting critical about one of your favorite animes? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> First thing on the list, the number of supplementary characters in this show, that, uh, sorry, the number of supplementary characters that just get the scene thrown in for no reason but thrust into an important role is really annoying because they just throw them in and it's like, why do we care about them? It's like, oh, we have time for that. Just care about them. And it's like, like all the people at the fucking tournament is like, okay, random people showed up. And then, like, it's like, oh, no, these people are, like, actually, like, some of the strongest people in the world. And now you have to care about them because we're going to be best friends with all these guys. And it's like, wait, but I don't know anything about them. Can we do anything in these five episodes? Nope, nope, you're just going to, this is just ninja guy. This is just wizard guy, you know, whatever. Um, I, all right, I, I know I'm supposed to be critical here, but I might be playing devil guy. No, no, you, you can play devil advocate if you just so, agree with the critique. I know we're going to talk, we're talking about the anime here, but I'm pretty sure they, in the manga they went a little bit more in depth into, like, the, the, the kind of side characters. But I also think that they're going to be kind of important upcoming because, like, the guy who was... He's, like, the Japanese guy with, like, the katana who was matched up with uh, Arthur. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that he's going to be pretty important. But well, I also understand, like, what you're saying. Yeah, but that, uh, my point like, is, like, based on the anime alone. Like, the manga doesn't count. And, like, that so that goes like, into my, my second point, actually. I want to get on the table because, like, it's related. And glasses. You, you say you're not supposed to care about them, but literally Arthur was introduced in the same exact way. It's like, here's yeah, Arthur, I, and if you if his name was not literally King Arthur, you literally would not know what to care about him. Yeah, like if you <laughs> like literally if it wasn't based on a, a legend that literally everyone in the world knows, and you didn't like understand like, oh, it must be important because of that. If his name was Bill, if it's like King Bill is at the gates from Saskatchewan, and it's like 
you wouldn't care. Okay? And it's like, wait, who's this powerful guy? Why is he just inter interfering in everything? Clearly, he's going to be important to the plot, but, like, why do we care about that? So, uh, let me right. find the exact note. Okay. So, every season... Every actually, you know, what? this critique actually wraps all the way. So I'm just gonna read down this list actually, except for the last one because this kind of like this next three kind of relate. So every season, there's there's something random and strange thrown in at least halfway that feels like it'll have a payoff. That feels like it'll have no payoff and just be a MacGuffin. But at the very last minute, it does and it must because the show knows how to like introduce something and then like act upon it. It just like feels like originally that it is not going to to do that. Um, so, for example, uh, in this season, it's the main one is Green Morgan getting turned into a kid, and it culminates in the demon having emotions. Except for, we already know Meliodas is a demon who has emotions and cares for humans, so clearly that's, like, a thing that can happen. We already understand that. And we also establish that the demons aren't, like, like instinctively bad and want to kill everyone. So we already know that they have that ab ability to care. So, like... It really didn't mean anything. You just removed Greenmore the entire season and had us waiting every single episode for what the payoff is while he's off in the corner crying like a child. Um, another one, uh, also, also specifically with that scene, right? Like, I under like it makes sense why the demon would care for him. It's like, oh, for the same reason you get like it's, he was his father, so he cares for him. But never in any of the lines of dialogue that he delivered did I believe the character actually cared about Greenmore. It just like it just felt like one plus one <laughs> equals two. Two is the love, and it's it's like if if you are one as his father and he is one as your child, then equals two, you love him. Oh, what is up, Cross the Boat? Thank you for hosting me. You're five viewers, and, and the raid I assume you're also doing. I don't have a word set up because it's yeah. a podcast show. I mean, let's, thank you, thank what's you. super what's super like kind of screwed up is that he grew up with this demon pretty much. Yeah, didn't really know his father very well, and we don't get to explore I, that mental state of him at all because he's a fucking child. Yeah. I know it's it's it just feels like it was it definitely feels like it was just kind of like thrown away a little bit there like at the end where she just kisses him and he's just back ah I'm back haha look I'm naked I'm in the bed haha doing good Alex doing good just you know weekly animation podcast but yeah so and like and like I forget what like, there was a few in the first season I remember being a thing it's like there's there's these things every single way a glasses said this is an easy way to make you care about someone plus merlin works uh works for or with him i don't know just debating yeah i know you like, i want your opinions in the chat please um i just feel like it's lazy though like especially because like like you do so many things so well and you leave everything on the table the third bullet point i have on here is another example of these is is that like they have things that don't pay off at the same time right or that will pay off with much farther in the future so like we talked about the samurai that's one arthur was one specifically this season Arthur and his fucking cat. We don't know what the cat's for. I was just gonna say we don't, know, the, was gonna talk we about don't the know about the cat. We don't know what it does. The basis. We don't even know where it came from. It's just all of a sudden he's got a fucking cat on his shoulder, <laughs> yeah, and we're supposed I, to care about the cat because it's a cat, and it's like, clearly not dying in the middle of this battle. So clearly we care about it. And I don't care about the fucking cat. And I feel like the moment it's actually important and it quote unquote pays off, I'm still not gonna care about and, the fucking cat. And, and Mike, 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 and also. Where the samurai, like, like, I agree with you now, like, I'm thinking about it, about how, like, they just, like, like thrust these characters under these important roles. Like, we had the guy who teleported people just randomly. Yeah. Like, he, oh, look, I can teleport everybody. Teleport also is one of those powers that breaks every fucking show, and this is no less. It's like, um, but also, like, how is Merlin is not able to teleport? Like, Merlin, like, she did it once, and she's like, cool. Yes. And it's like, and then she, like, and then they had a rest. And it's like, wait, do it again. <laughs> they just never bring it up. It's like, god damn. <laughs> Except for the maze. They specifically bring it up for the maze. And she says, I can't do it. I believe she says, I can't do it because of the magical field around the maze. And it's like, that makes sense. Every other point, you're saying that, like, but that's what, that's what I hate about teleporting. The second you introduce teleporting, it breaks every situation, I feel like. But also, the thing is, they also 
talking about like important characters not thrust on stuff like they gave the dialogue kind of talking about the cat to the samurai guy who we don't even really know his name or whatever i, th I think they um, said it like once yeah and he said don't lose that cat you won't die without that with that cat right I exactly like, i'm just like this has to be like a legend thing or something like oh, that that i don't thanks. know about yeah. Kola says, the way I see it, as long as there's a payoff later, I don't care, but just leave it in the dark with no hype, I'm not going to complain. I mean, like, it, it's fine. Like, here's the thing, right? Like, I'm not saying this makes the show bad in any in any specific way. I'm saying that, like, you're not hitting the heights you could be hitting. Because I'm going to be critical because I want to be a writer in the industry. I want to, like, direct. I want to I do all these things as a storyteller. And so I'm approaching it from that point of, like, Yes, this this is fine, but it's like this. Like in my opinion, these things specifically are lazy and they're not well done. And it's fine for the average audience viewer who doesn't think about the show. They're just gonna put it on and like kind of enjoy it. But for people who are like fans of something, like like Alex here, I'm talking with, is a like a diehard fan of the show. This is something you read into and this thing like you think about it. It's like, well, if you if there's no like you should you should always have a point to something. You know, like even if it's a MacGuffin, even a MacGuffin which literally has no point at the end of something had a point to exist. It was it had a a psychological point, and I don't see the psychological emotional points, especially like the first season stuff that paid off paid off pretty well. But, like, this one, like, the second Griamore didn't pay off, I was like, okay, now I have to start critically going through this and, like, thinking about should some of this even be introduced in the way it is. I think, like, the thing is, like, they, as much as, like, there's stuff that kind of fell short, there was, like, so many other things that, like, were... No, please, kind of, like, give me some. We're give kind of some. questioning. Like, we're questioning, like, like, we were talking about Gother a little bit. Uh, who's Gother? Does he play into this at all? I kind of have, like, a theory. Yeah, you want to he... have an anime theory? I th I think that he kind of like altered people's memories of him, mm -hmm. you know, and I think that he's like actually I don't know exactly who. It's weird because he's that... also a doll. That's what's really yeah. weird about it. It's like you know he is a doll. Like he he is a doll, but he's also a demon, and that's fine because we can figure that out later once we get his but actual is he backstory. Actually a demon. <laughs> I think he, I think it's the soul of the demon. I think it's like the demon's like mind. I don't know if it's like the demon body. Um, but I think yeah, but it's the, th like... the thing is also where at the end there, I forget his name, like the, the guy who wasn't even like the guy who was like, took over Dreyfus's, they, what's his name? The Grandmaster. The guy yeah, who took over Grandmaster? Over, yeah. That guy wasn't even like a, he wasn't a commandment at all. Yeah. Who was it? Oh, so, oh, wait, what are you talking about? He wasn't even a commandment. He wasn't even a commandment. Oh, the, oh, the, the demon that took over his body was a commandment. Yeah. He was, but he was like, uh, he was lieutenant. Like he was like next in line to be a commandment. But, no, he, no, but he thought he was a commandment. No, no, he he never thought he was. He just he just like said he was. Like, he knew he wasn't a commandment. He just like presented himself as one because he wanted to be one. Like you're you're correct. He was not a commandment. But like the, I don't know the way I read that situation was more like he just, he like he should have been a commandment, and the only reason he wasn't is because everyone got sealed away. And great, that doesn't make you a commandment. But like he was still living the virtues. It wasn't like it wasn't like he was like misrepresenting what a commandment was and stuff like that. Like he still did everything for their cause. But I think the difference was, like, to just demonstrate power level. It's like, you're not who you see. Like, you aren't on my level. Like, you need to back the fuck off. Like, that sort of thing. But it was still weird, for sure. Yeah, I'm also... The other thing is, I'm kind of suspicious of, uh... What's his name? Es Esterosa. I don't, I don't know. Like, I think he kind of, like... Like, you know, Zeldris and Meliodas, they look the same. They, they're like, okay, they're brothers. Yeah. But I don't... But Esterosa... He's like he's like taller. He he kind of looks kind of like more like like grown up or whatever. But he's yeah. supposed to be like he's supposed to be like the middle child, I think. 
Yeah, it's really uh, uh, it's weird about that. I'm gonna take some time with the chat real quick while we while we take a like a second to re recoup our thoughts. Uh, K Cole says that's why they put Merle in the stone right away out of the gate because she breaks every plot. I know, but that's sad because then you just wrote off your character. It's the same with the Grimoire, right? It's like you did this thing, and it feels like the dividends it paid off was not equal to what you could have just paid off with the character by just not doing the thing. Like if you didn't introduce teleporting. Or you introduce teleporting as a giant sacrifice she had to make, or a tool she had to use that had limited use like that, like a sacred tool, then, like, you didn't have to lock her in the stone and remove her, which was, like, you know, like, it's just, like, it's kind of frustrating with that. Uh, Glasses said, better get Matt Pat on the horn. Welcome to Anime Theory! That's just Crazy Glasses says, I actually know, my bro spoiled it for me. Don't spoil it. About the doll guy. So, okay, so specifically on Gother, I want to talk about, right? Yeah. I don't know if he's a... Here's the thing. All right, let me rephrase. Like, I want to rephrase what I said, because I didn't want to cut you off. Maybe he's not a demon, 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 but he is the same Gother now, I think, as he was. He's, he's either a demon now in a doll's body, like his mind or soul is in the doll's body. He doesn't have his demon form anymore. Or that was always the form he had. So, it, But the point is that's the same Gother. It isn't like a clone... Or anything like that. It isn't like a, like a, a copy or anything weird. It's it's the same like God going in, going into like you know like sort of online this season. Like it's the same flux light. It's just whether or not that's the same physical embodiment of Gother. It's, it's like the same physical like Gother. Well, no, I'm saying. saying I'm saying I'm saying it may not be the same physical, but it's 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 the same like storyline. Like it wasn't like. It wasn't like, it was one Gother, and there's, it's not like there's two Gothers, right? In body and mind. Yeah. There's either two bodies and one mind, or one mind and two, or, or two minds and one body. And the, the second right. mind only exists because he tampered with his mind. It's not like he's like a different person, you know? See, I, with Gother, I, I just don't trust anything that we already know. Oh, since episode like two of this show, of this, this season, I was like, nope. just totally fucked up everybody's minds, and... Everybody thinks that they actually know him or something about him. Yeah. And it's really just not at all. Like, for all we know, he could be, like, the mastermind behind, like, everything. And he's just, like, <laughs> I don't know, just, like, like, like kind of, like, manipulating everybody. Yeah, he's, like, he's like the devil's second hand man or some shit like yeah, that. Yeah, pretty much. Like, li literally the second it's, like, I made her forget about her own brother. I'm, like, oh, fuck, no. No, 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 go with her, no. The seven deadly sins are an experiment. <laughs> yeah, the seven deadly sins are just an experiment. Like, like it's, oh, man, there's, like, and that's what I'm saying, right? The height, <laughs> and that's why I have to be really critical about the show. Because you're hitting heights that are so high, but then you have these things that are so low, and I have to, like, think about, like, is this all intentional? How much is intentional? How much is it you just made a risk and it paid off? Or, like, do you actually know what you're doing? And that's why I feel the need to be critical, because I want to understand how you come to these different choices, you know? Uh, okay, yeah. I have one more thing specifically I want to hit on, and then we can just go wherever you want to go, or whatever tangent you go on. Uh, uh... It was super funny what he did to, to the lion said during that stuff. Oh, yeah. Dude, any interaction between Gother and Escanor is fucking fantastic. Um, but um, the other thing that I didn't like, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to preface this with saying that this could be because they made season one, and they were like, we're going to make this as a one-off thing. And if we get another season, we'll just have to like change some stuff. But like, as someone who didn't read the manga, I don't know. The whole both the Grandmasters were possessed thing... Felt really overcomplicated and stupid, and felt like it took away from the entire story, like the main storylines and emotional plots we followed in the first season. And I don't know if that was like we designed the first season to be a standalone. We didn't think it'd be as big of a hit as it was, and we didn't expect to make season two. 
or if that's actually how the manga went, and then they're just like the author just like straight retcon some shit, or it's just that sloppy. I don't, I don't know, but like I thought once we got to like the actual like backstory of the events, it felt really cool. But when we're just watching like the OVAs into the first couple episodes, and we're just seeing everything in the present, it's like. You gave us their perspectives, and even though, like, you're supposed to be lying to us, it felt like you were lying to us on a level beyond, like, the character lying to us, and that you, the production staff, were concealing information that we should have privilege to in these personal moments, you know? Yeah, I don't know. I didn't... I didn't really... I don't know. I didn't really have too many thoughts about that. Like, I just kind of, like, accepted it. Mm. Um, but That's fine. It's fine. I, I don't it really... Yeah, I just I don't really didn't really care. Like it just kind of made it made a little bit of sense to me. Uh, like with the, like we kind of learned a little bit more with the whole uh, when Zaratros, I think his name is the the guy who yeah. they killed, his brother. Yeah, it kind of made a little more sense to me. But it, it did also kind of feel a little bit um, I don't know, just kind of convenient. Oh, yeah, like, that's, like, that's okay, how I would have started. He's also possessed by a demon. Like, it just, it just felt like, oh, how do we keep the plot moving? He's also a demon! <laughs> like, that, that's why, like, it doesn't make, like, the, the setup itself that they're both were possessed is not bad. Like, let me, let me, let me rephrase this. The fact that they are both possessed is not bad. The fact that it is working the way is not bad. The backstory episodes for them, super fucking emotional and fun to watch and, and great. But when you compare it to the first season and the moments we are with both of the both of these grandmasters, and we are we are literally listening to their internal dialogue, their internal their internal thoughts and feelings, and the ways they're acting with each other, like it doesn't line up. And that's why I'm saying I'm not sure if this was sloppy writing from the original author, or whether this was the season one was just designed not to be season one, but just to be an encapsulated story. And so they made it in a way where it just wraps up cleaner in that manner. But now it, it makes it worse that they're unpacking it again. I definitely feel like the first season was definitely meant to be a standalone because that's just how it felt throughout the whole thing. It kind of until Arthur showed up, and you're like, wait, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I know, I know. But it just it felt like by the end of season one, they kind of like wrapped up everything. But like, whereas like now, it kind of feels like there's like so many things that are just like left open ended, mm -hmm. and like like of course like we haven't even like beat the the Ten Commandments yet, you know. Right, there's that's like, a, there's like a lot of things to. I had to like. To to. I had to like talk to people. I think I might message you about this too, not specifically, but when I was just talking about like what you thought about it, like when we both finished. But like I remember messaging people, being like, "Fam, did they even kill everyone?" And like also like there's two episodes where like King and, King and Diane just leave, and you're like, "Wait, did they actually just leave in the middle of this battle?" And they did. They just left. They just left everyone. They're like, forget about it. We're just going back to the fairy kingdom. Like everyone's fighting for their life right now. Nah, we gotta go fuck. Like, it's cool. Like, we're we out of here. And I'm just like, wait, what? And also, they're and like, then we learn. Also, like, you're like, oh yeah, Escanor killed those guys. No, Escanor didn't kill those guys. Like, wait, exactly. what? Like, hold on. Like, that doesn't make sense. And we only know that because of the teaser for the, ne the for the next season, not because of they actually explained that that attack didn't kill him. Like, <sighs> yeah. Glasses it, says, I think it's because the first season is supposed to be a one-off. Yeah, that's really what I'm feeling. It's definitely Dead Brother very... coming back was kind of dumb. I don't think it was any more dumb than the other. I think I think we've already established that life and death is 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 a thematic theme of the show at this point. And so being able to resurrect people, like the fact that like the the fairy king and the and the giant guy are both demons now. I think I think playing with life and death and what life means to people and what like how you should live life and some of that because that's all a phrase. I'm not phrase that because it's all a point of contrast in like deeper storytelling. I feel like bringing back the brother is just thematically okay. It may feel cheap in moments, but I think if you explore it as an overarching 
uh, as an if you like if you if you tie together the threads of the overarching season between the A plot, the B plot, the C plot, and all the beats in between, I feel like it's you, you get away with it much more than you feel like they get away with it in the moment. It, I, d I definitely agree. Uh, what was it? I was trying to say something. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I didn't want you to lose your thought. Uh, was it related to Diane and King? Or was it related um, to Eskinor not killing the Sins? Yeah, it was that. Like, it just it just felt like throughout the whole season, we made, like, a lot of progress. And then at the end, like, haha, JK, we didn't make any progress at all. Yeah, yeah, that... As far and, as, like, the Ten Commandments were, like, oh, they're all still alive. And it's, it was... It was fine before, like, the last two or three episodes, right? Because you're like, oh, this is just going to be a bad ending. But then you end it on what's supposed to be a good ending, and you're like, wait, why is this good exactly? Like, you kind of fucked up still real bad. Yeah, it's just like, uh, they, we, we just have to keep on fighting. Uh, but also, I was going to say how there's, like, thematically with Seven Deadly Sins, like, each of them kind of some way or one way or another, they are either immortal, like, Bond's immortal, or like Merlin like stopped her time. Meliodas can't die. Like Eskinor can't be killed like physically most Eskinor of the time. Eskinor can't really be but killed. But then there's Diane that doesn't make sense. <laughs> like, like you're getting it right. Like 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 it just thematically doesn't make sense. Dude, who knows, man? Maybe she's maybe she is immortal. Maybe maybe her friend gave up her leg for yeah. nothing. She's like, just like the embodiment of like the earth, I guess, yeah. or something. <laughs> she just created. You can only kill me if you kill the planet. Eskinor, challenge accepted, <laughs> Diane. <laughs> I am the sun. Sunshine. Basically, it's like, it's like, <laughs> so uh, the core of the earth is basically a sun, right? Yeah. Sunshine! It's me. <laughs> me. I am you. I am in you. How does that feel, King? How does that feel, King? Jesus. But, um, yeah, I mean, that's like, yeah. And that, that's I think, what I'm saying. Like, I feel like it try. I feel like there's moments where it tries to be very highbrow writing by coming up with very over the top situations, but they can't justify it. Like, it's being it ends up being complicated for complicated sakes, and not complicated because there's like enough forethought involved in it. Yeah, I, which I also can sometimes appreciate. Like, they'll build something up to be something serious, super serious, and then like all of a sudden, just Meliodas and Ban Bond just go off on a tangent. Oh yeah, if it's a joke, that's fine. That's the payoff, then, right? It's it's the contrast yeah, of their mindset compared to like, because you're supposed to be, you're not supposed to identify with the sins in, in contrast to the actual like, like physical conflict. Obviously, emotionally, you can you can connect with them, but like to the physical conflict of the demons, everything like that, right? You you you're not supposed to connect with them. You're supposed to connect with the other humans, or if anything, you're supposed to uh, connect with Elizabeth, if anyone, uh, in that mindset. And that and that's why it's it's funny is because like it, it reminds you like oh these people don't think like you do these are people who have experienced things much different from you and how does that affect their their choices, but when it doesn't have that payoff, then it's like like even even I know a lot of people are not happy about it I, I don't know how you weren't but like like scrap scrap king dying in the first dying quote unquote in the first season like was a great payoff. For the entire arc of the relationship held between Meliodas, Elizabeth, and and him. Like, that was a good payoff. And it makes... It's like, people take it as a joke. Like, oh, they killed the pig and now we're all super strong because they killed the pig. Like, no, that's that's the point. Is that the pig is you. The pig is an average person who is, who is asked, what will you do now? When you're watching gods fight for your own life. <sighs> I, I definitely, I did have a problem with that. I just kind of forgot. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, 
I think some of the execution like, on it isn't great, but thematically, I think it still works. I I think what I did was I just didn't. Like in order to like kind of catch up on this because it's been a while. Yeah. I I did not watch like the first couple episodes. I just kind of started getting into it, but I, just, yeah. I so I totally forgot that Hawk died. Yeah. For a little bit there. Yeah, that's fine. Um, did, did that even happen? Was that this season? No, it was season one. Was and, season. And, no, end of season oh, one. It's what, it's season what triggers one. Okay. Elizabeth in the end yeah, of season okay. one. Yeah, okay. I was. Yeah. I was just gonna say, yeah. Hulk's mom almost powers. dies, but uh, they save her. Oh yeah, that was when when Hulk's Hulk, mom. Hulk's mom is the whole... MVP, by the way. Hulk's mom's MVP Hulk... character of the season. It was so good. I was like, all right. When I, when I was first watching, I was like, all right. So what's Milio's gonna do? Is he gonna just reflect this this power, this ball of a flame, or whatever he called it? Yeah. And all of a sudden, Hulk's mom is just like running towards it. I'm just like, what's going on here? And she swallows it. <laughs> The whole thing, and just like a little bit of a burp and like steam out the nose, and that's it. And it was like, okay, Hawks yeah, mom, right? it's like, holy shit, how powerful are you? Like, where did you come from? <laughs> now, I, I want your backstory, Hulk's mom. I don't need yeah, any Hulk. dialogue, I can have zero dialogue. I just want to know what your backstory is. Like, all right, uh, Glass also, says, like... hold on, real quick, Glass says in the chat, uh, something funny. The whole reason I started watching the show was because of Watch Mojo Top 10 surprising OP characters. And Lionson was on there. So I was like, oh, definitely got to watch this. Yeah, uh, and also, hilarious. giant green pigs are number one. He gets he gets a damn cold after he he, he uh, transforms back. Like, that's freaking hilarious. Like, yeah. he just, like, radiates heat, can, like, melt armor, and then all of a sudden, just, like, he gets a cold. Yeah. Like, what? This He's guy? literally the most powerful person in the world, and he can't do he can't <laughs> utilize it in any useful way to himself personally. That's what is... I just, like, I love him as a character... Just because of how freaking like you know uh -huh, prideful he is, you know, like arrogant, like everybody always yeah. says. But it's just like it reminds me a lot of like JoJo. I I got <laughs> well, a lot of that's uh, a JoJo reference. I don't watch I don't watch JoJo, even though I made that dank JoJo meme. Uh, but I, I actually when I was like watching him, I'm like, oh, this is very much like Mob from Mob Psycho. This is very much like yes. I am literally I am literally the most powerful person in this world, uh, like like one of the most powerful people in this world, and this doesn't help me at all. If anything, it just fucks up my entire life. Like, and, like, people need me, but, like, that's cool. I'm always helping others, and I kind of can appreciate that. But also, like, who's going to help me? Because I have all these fucked up issues <laughs> of my own. Like, oh, everyone's geez. like, oh, and, like, no one thinks about my fucked up issues because I'm the most powerful guy. But it's like, no, I, I have issues of my own that this doesn't solve like, at all. It's like, just, like, they'll throw the whole thing that's like, this is, this is him? This is him? Yeah, this is... <laughs> Yeah, it's... And, then, and then he transforms. It's like that's still him. <laughs> yeah, I I think honestly, like, I think the characters I'm I'm most like invested in from a terms of like story plot and like not not necessarily they have a lot of places to go, but I think the people who I'm most happy with the payoffs for and like the writing for is is Escanor and is uh is is Bon King. King oh, has some interesting bon, sure. stuff, but King's stuff gets a little like too wrapped up in like the whininess of like himself and other characters at times which like gets can get a little annoying um yeah he gets wrapped up in his, in his buddy yeah uh 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 merlin we don't know enough about yet so i can't say even though like, i'm most interested in finding out hers for sure uh but i think like the ones that feel like most wholesome connected characters is is bond and escanor and they have really unique perspectives especially like even within their own group which is all people who are kind of the same thing like they feel like most uniquely the most outsiders 100 percent. like honestly i i like like what you like you already hit on it but like, i just like really 
loved what they did with Bond and how they kind of like made him like this like really likable character, and how like he's like quote unquote like that's like the pure of heart or whatever. Yeah, and he's like he's just like like that. Like uh, we already talked about it a little bit, but like his childhood that just killed yeah. me, man. Like and and that's I that's. Just, that moment, like those moments, where like the in the first season, where it's like, no, he's the one that's pure of heart, and like you get the backstory. It's like this, this is like, this is the human condition, right? Is that like people, like like it's literally like it's never about who is who is like this. This person is bad. This person is good. This person did a bad thing because he's bad. This person did a good thing because he's good. Like people do things for different reasons. Someone may be doing something that you think is good that they might be thinking like, oh, I'm doing a bad thing right now. Because, like, it's not how I align. Or I'm doing a good thing for me, and everyone else is like, no, this is a bad thing. But it's like, this is what I need to do right now. It's all Bond's, it's Bond's entire fucking childhood. Is like, I am doing bad things, because literally, if I, if I try to do a good thing, I'm going to get fucked. Like, I literally have no other choice but to do bad things. Or just die, which doesn't seem fair. So... And he's just like, he's just like this, like, poor kid on, he's like a street kid, you know? He would throw his whole, his whole, uh, childhood, and he, he had to do it because his you know, his, his dad was just fucked up, you know, he's just a drunk asshole. Couldn't go home to him and provide, you know? So he had to, like, really fend for himself. My, uh, wait, 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 before I forget, because you'll appreciate this. Uh, my friend was my friend was watching it, like, after I finished it, and he was, like, sending me updates after every episode, and then he's like, God damn it, episode, it's whatever episode, uh, Bond's, Bond's dad dies in the bed, and they got to, like, the flashback, like, they have the flashback, and he dies. Uh, and, and he sent me, he sent me, he, he, uh, he sent me, uh, he's like, I sum up the episode in this gif, and it's a gif of Guardians of the Galaxy 2. He may be your dad, but he ain't your, he may be your father, but he ain't your dad. <laughs> I was just like, yes. Dude, that, that's perfect. That's a perfect one, though. Like, honestly. Like, Glasses says King is his second favorite character. I like the way he fights. Yeah, his fight design is really dope. Like, I think his, if we're going for a fight design, it's definitely like King and Merlin. Like, like with that's the why like I definitely like gravitated towards him because of Chesterful and like the the different variations of a spear. Like the pillow was just I just fucking love that pillow, man. It's just so cool. It's it's a dope. It's a comfy ass pillow, and it's also his best teddy bear friend. I also <laughs> I didn't realize till this season that the wolf was not Chesterful. Or is the wolf chastity? Oh, you didn't you didn't know? Uh, yeah, his name is uh, what's his freaking name? I knew I knew it had a name, but I just thought it was Oslo. A his name I is thought, Oslo. I thought Oslo was a mode of chastiful. Like that's what I thought it was. Because like he's, he's just like he's like there and then he's not there. You know, like he just like he just like he like, he'll be he'll literally be physically in a scene and they'll just stop animating him in the scene because he's not important. But he's still like in that space, so it's just like kept confusing me. I'm like, wait, so is it is it the pillow or? Do you know Do you know what would have been a better use of? When they were trapped, what? Just use Oslo. Oslo. Yeah. Oh my God! Just, wait, yeah. I, oh. When I first was originally watching, I didn't even think it, about that. I, I like, didn't even think about that. I was that. like, I saw Oslo was in there with uh with King, and I was like, all right, so they're just gonna use Oslo to get out. No, of No, wait, no, no. I don't think that works. I think Oslo's teleportation is only for personal use he, he to eats go it. to. He has to eats you. No, no, no. He he's he's teleported uh, Elizabeth and uh, King as oh, well. Oh yeah, he did do previous. that. Wait, no, but where did he so, where did he teleport them to? Uh, I forget. Because I thought I he know. only teleported he them, people. Though. I thought he only. Yeah, but I thought he could only teleport people with things related to, like his masters. So like Elaine, like teleport to Elaine. That makes sense because she's the protector of the of the tree. Because Oslo is like a, is like a, a beast of the tree basically. 
right? He could he could just teleport them to the tree, right? See, I, I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Like, oh, it's so, goddamn teleporting. Yeah, but still, but still, that could have been just like a yeah, better, you're right. Like, I would have that would have been believable. Like, I would have been like, oh, okay, that's fine. Like, Oslo just just like teleports oh, everybody, but it's just like this random other dude. Oh yeah, I can teleport everybody out of here. <laughs> yeah, so that's 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 why I will literally put teleporting in as a last pace thing, or literally the highest being in any of my writing into it. Like, if someone's gonna teleport in something for me, there's gonna be a major cost to be paid, or it's gonna be like the fucking god of this world doing it, and like he's like giving you mercy to do it or something like that, or he's like, get the fuck out of my domain, teleporting you. Like, yeah, god, teleporting is so hard. I, okay, so like my one critique that I was gonna say is yeah. I. It just felt very out of place with the the whole power level thing. I just really don't like power level in this anime. I don't know why. Yeah, it, it meant just... something for all of one and a half episodes. That yeah, and nothing. then it just got over freaking played just like into the ground. Yeah, it's like literally because, just it, like it a way to fill lines on the page. Give, yeah, it's just to give Hawk something to do. Uh, I'm going to let you answer this one real quick. Sorry, Glasses wants to know what sin is king since you are the biggest king fan here. He is the sin of sloth. Yep. Because he doesn't want to do his job. He wants to just, like, hang out with his friends and relax. Honestly, like, I, I think... Why Sloth makes sense, because they're trying to go with, like, Zodiac-kind-of-related things and, like, things of legend. I feel like Sloth doesn't exactly, like, empathize him the best. Because it's, it's less about, like... It's, it's, like, Sloth because he's slacking. But, like, slacking is, like, not, like, a direct thing of, like, Sloth. You know? But they need an animal. <sighs> yeah... I think it's just because we, we, as people, I just think that sloths are just lazy things. Yeah. Well, I, I don't, but that, that's my argument is I don't think he's actually entirely lazy. I think he was, like, a lazy person to begin with. But I think, like, when you look at, like, what his sin was, like, what he committed, it was, it was negligence, you know? It was, like, I have a duty, but, like, I, I personally want to do this instead. Yeah, yeah, it's not that he's doing nothing, you know? It's, 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 like, there's a difference between, like, there's a difference between, like, if he, like, didn't protect the tree, because he's, like, I'm lazier, I don't want to fight, and the fact that, like, he did his own personal thing that he knew he shouldn't be doing over protecting the tree. Yeah, and his whole thing is, like, he, he doesn't really walk, you know, he, he just floats everywhere on his pillow. Yeah, but also, like, they have wings, like, no, no one walks. He, he doesn't have wings. Right, he, but, he like. He tore them off. Right, but, like, for his, no, but, like, his, like, species, like, that's, like, a thing of his species, though. Right, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Although, like, it's a good, it's a good point, but I feel like it's written away by that, like, easily. It's like, oh, well, you know, fucking fairies. I think, actually, think <laughs> about it. Did anyone walk except for, like, when they would land? Like, I think the only time they walked, it was, like, to hug them. Or when uh, the protector of the tree, Vine Girl, was, like, toying with Bond. And even then, she floated around most of the room. She just walked, Yeah, like... or if it was kind of, like, meaningful, like, when Bond, not Bron... Like when King like first saw Elena, then like he's kind of yes. like slowly kind of walking towards her. It's kind of when it's more meaningful, but everywhere else he's just kind of, I don't know, doing his own thing. Yeah, doing his own thing. You know who didn't come I, back? Who I expected to? Um, who? I, I don't think he's dead. Fucking Flame Guy that knew Meliodas at the fighting tournament from season one. Old 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 Magic Knight trainer dude. Oh yeah, yeah. He I was, was expecting he was him to come back. Of, he was like. He was one of uh, Meliodas's uh, knights. He was like he like worked under him, or whatever. Yeah, and I was and, like, uh, I was like, that's one of those things where it's like you should care about this guy, and it's like, cool. Where's the payoff? Payoff, you say? <sighs> yeah, well, I don't, I don't like. I kind of like forgot about him a little bit, uh, but yeah, he he definitely like like they kind of set him up with that. Like they they could have just easily just kind of like made him not very meaningful, but they they decided to for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, and it's like, and that's my point, like, going back to that big argument where people are like, oh, well, as long as there's a payoff, why does it matter? And it's like, well, if every, if, if every character suddenly is just that important, then, like, none of them are important. That's what it comes down to. Like, if every character is that important, if every character that has, like, actual speaking lines is just that important, then none of them are important. That's just what it comes down to. It's how to, like, pick and choose. Like, I just didn't, I didn't really, uh, like, like, the, the whole, what, are, what do they call those knights? The like the the guy who was kind of like banished, like, like Death Pierce, the guy who had like his little fairy imaginary friend when, when they were trapping uh, Dreyfus. You know, you know what yeah. I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the guy who like kind of like run real fast, and yep. then the the girl who kind of like make people fall in love with her. Like I like, that just like happened. I didn't know where the fuck these people came from. Like, yep. Uh, I didn't understand like why I should care about them. Yep. Or. It is kind of like showed but up. But they like, did things hey, that mattered, like, and it's like huh. we we are like a secret group that the king, like banished banished us for like conducting experiments on, on the like demons and stuff. And, like, I the, like, I took that I away that, that I didn't completely understand it either. But like the second time where they talked about it, like when we were at their HQ, it sounded to me like that that Dreyfus and them sent them away because they were a threat to their own plans. Like that, it was uh, like they they banished them on. They didn't banish them. They like that's what they said. Like they said like they said like farce exile or whatever. Like they, they said it was exile, but they didn't like literally mean exile. Yeah, like, I thought the, it was like the king's secret plan. Yeah, like it, I I I don't know if the king was involved. Like I'd had to watch it and like look at the dialogue. Um, damn crow cross, but I'm back. This kid calls excellent. Uh, but I think it was more so. I took it away as that like Dreyfus and were like, yeah, we can't have these guys around because they can actually fuck us up. Like we already got rid of the sins, but these guys can also kill us and stop our plans. So let's send them to the edge of the the edge of the kingdoms where they're gonna stay there. I I, I yeah, like I said, like I would probably have to like, rewatch that again. Sure. But I I think that I definitely think that it was the king that sent them away. Yeah. You, you could be right. But also, don't um, forget the king was also acting as a mouthpiece, like for them the entire yeah. time too. So like the king, because remember the king, the king, quote unquote, is the one that put out the wanted signs for the seven deadly sins. Like, you know, the king, the king sent all the troops to hunt them at the, at the tournament. Like the king did all that, but like the king was locked in his room and they were speaking for the king. So like, was it the king or was yeah, it? Yeah, I think them? he kind of had to though. Like I think that he he understood. But yeah, you're right. Like they they kind of he was a mouthpiece. For the for the order at the time, yeah. um, it's it's conflicting. That's that's what that's one of those things where it's like, what are you trying to say about this? Yeah, I also like I really like you can kind of like, like back to the whole thing, but like there's like no like true good or evil in this anime. Mm. Like I really like the the whole dialogue where they're like, we're gonna have like seven sinners, you know, like these people who aren't like perfect people, kind of like protect the the realm and. And they, they really are like they like as much as the like the like the ten commandments aren't just like completely like evil like yeah. there's like there's like you're relatable but there's also like like these people are also flawed you know like oh yeah so... I love it. it literally literally the point of it is like we're going to have them do things that we should force no other man to do because they've already gone that far of their own accord. Like, like it's not like the king's basically like, I don't have no right to ask you to make these decisions, but these people have already made these decisions for themselves. So clearly I have no problem asking them to do it. Yeah. And like how the whole thing about like Meliodas, like he did this as like a very selfish thing because like, he wanted to protect Elizabeth. Like there's no way he like, he like wants to, this is only actually like, really truly cares about humanity i think he just like really cares about humanity because it has elizabeth in it you know, I, or I think he also whatever. cares about balance like more than anything else 
Like I feel, I yeah. feel like he, like he is, he doesn't, he cares about Elizabeth because Elizabeth is is good, and, but Elizabeth is also born from like, like she's a goddess, but she's not like anymore. Like she's, that's, I, I assume that's it's gonna be some sort of like gift to humanity or something like that. You know, like, I I thought it was definitely that. I thought that it was like after Liz died. I thought maybe it was kind, it was either like a like a, a Jesus thing, you know, or she's it's like a virgin birth or whatever. Cause I don't, I don't think that Meliodas actually birthed this person. No, I don't think that's what it is at all. Not, not at, at all. first. Not at all. That was like my initial thought. And I was like, that's kind of fucked up and not, not correct. Uh, but I don't really think that this is definitely just kind of like a gift to humanity type thing. But the one thing that was kind of tripping me up, like, you know how when Elizabeth was coming back with, uh, Zeratros, Yeah. And they were on, I think it was on uh, Hawk, with Hawk and Hawk's, Hawk's mom. mom. Yeah. And the two commandments were coming in. And uh, Derriere, she was like, oh, you are. But then she couldn't finish her sentence. I was like, I just want you to finish that sentence, sentence. so bad. <laughs> yeah. Like, who is she? Like, who actually is she? Is she like the reincarnation of something from like 3,000 years ago? Yeah, because... to be fair, I don't think Liz was her like first time on Earth. Like, I think I Liz is also reincarnation also. I didn't either. I thought that it was this has been like going on for three thousand years. Yeah, exactly, exactly. That, and she's like the actual reason why Meliodas kind of abandoned everything. I think maybe maybe it was like she was a goddess at first, and then she just kind of accepted human form or whatever. Yeah, I'm not I'm not exactly sure. And but but to to kind of start wrapping up here, just to wrap things up, I want to wrap it up on like season three. What is the one thing you most interested in in seeing? Uh, in season three, at least that like isn't already set up. Like obviously we have to see Merlin's backstory, or else that would be mine. Because like, but we have to see it. Like we 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 literally have to see it because we've seen everyone else's basically at this point. Uh, so some of the things we have to see. Like, what is something you really want to see? What I want to see, I want I want to see. You kind of like mumbled it a little bit, but I really want to see Meliodas and um, uh, Escanor? Escanor fight. I want yeah, to see do. them fight so bad because I have like a feeling. Because Meliodas is kind of going down this kind of like semi dark path right now mm. with with his whole like he's got reincarnated like not reincarnated he's not like revived and he doesn't really have a lot of emotions right now. I think that maybe we'll be seeing Meliodas kind of like kind of go a little bit towards that path a little bit more, mm. and then we'll have to try to get him back and maybe I want to see maybe like Escanor and Meliodas fight. But the other thing is I really want to get an answer to who the heck uh, Gother is. In this, in this whole freaking thing. Yeah, but like, uh, uh, yeah, but like, that's what I'm trying to leave the table because like, we have to learn that, like, backstory stuff for like characters we haven't learned yet. We have to learn. So that's oh, why I'm like taking okay. it off the table. Like, clear, clearly you do. Like, clearly as we discussed, you do. <laughs> I, I want to know like a more hot take. So like, Eskimo versus Meliodas doesn't have to happen, but like, that's something you want to know. Yeah. Hot take. Hot take. Yeah. Jeez. For for me, for me, I just want to know where where the fuck crazy bitch took kill guilt under. What the fuck's going on with that? It's like you can't, you can't be with him. She's like, don't care. Comes up, just takes him. And after like all the whole time, she was teleporting wizard dude. It's like, fam, what, what is this girl? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I have a hot take. No um, hot takes. I, I think Eskinor fighting Meliodas is, is kind of a hot take. That doesn't have to happen. Like that's like, you know. I I kind of want to see a little bit more. Because obviously there's ten commandments, right? Yes. So there's like three more people, besides the seven deadly sins, that will might might take on the ten commandments because it'll be like ten on ten. Because I don't I don't think that they'll. Well, we already killed some. Like, 
did we though? You we know? did. No, we we confirmed we killed the ones. We we killed two of them. Like who? Uh, flipping cre Oh god, I'm so bad with these names because you know I actually done it. Uh, you want to? Yeah, I want to hear your theories on Liz K. Close, give it to me. More lion sins his glasses. Yeah, flipping uh the girl that talked about all the people being kidnapped, like all the demons being kidnapped, and the guy that was the mustache dude that was like very much in love with her. Spiky hair bitch, the Allegra Clark voice, because she's like a G voice actor. I love you, Allegra. You're the best. Uh, and uh, and uh, flipping. Monspeed. Monspeed. Yeah, Monspeed. Yeah. His name is Monspeed. Yeah. They they they're dead. They're dead. I don't. Because they're, they, he's having thoughts as end. he dies. Oh, yeah, right. I, I definitely, I just thought that at the end, they, they were like, oh, I can still feel their power. Did they? If they did, it's bullshit. Because, like, he didn't come across like that. Yeah, I definitely thought, because, like, they were like, oh, we can still feel Melascula's power. And then uh, Meliodas is like, yeah, the no, fact no, that she isn't like, dead yet, I'm just like, motherfucker, come on. Yeah, She's not she even interesting burned. anymore. She was burned. She had her heart stabbed. All seven of them stabbed. Like, t not stabbed, like taken out and then stomped on by freaking Bon. <sighs> yeah. I just, like, I just wanted to see who who's going to step up. Is it going to be like Gil Thunder stepping up to help take him down? I think maybe. But where's Gil Thunder? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. That's like a meme at this point. Yeah, basically. Uh, I want to get to know a little bit more about the druids too. A little bit more about them. I honestly don't think we're going to. I don't think we're going to. And and like the goddess clan. We have to know. Oh yeah, we have bit, to know that. They're talking yeah, a little bit about like the, the the archangels. I think that maybe we'll see some archangel action as well. Yeah, I want to see like three forces, like the archangels, the demons, and like I or like not all of them. There's got to be like one like archangel that's living still, something like that. Uh, Glass says the guy turned the stone like a bitch. And uh, nothing I want to see more than Mel and Escanor. Oh, yeah, Galand is dead, right? Yeah. Uh, K-Close, we'll get in your theory. This is the last thing we can do for the podcast. Get in get in your theory on this, K-Close. I want to I wanna hear your hot takes. This, this, this show is also about you guys, and we need that audience interaction building up. Uh, while, while we're waiting on that to close up, I want to remind you guys uh, that there will not be no episode next on next. I will be in Ohio helping to broadcast uh, Dragon Ball Super Nationals. Ohio. Um, and uh, a lot of there, there will only be two streams next week, uh, Tuesday and uh, Wednesday. Uh, aside from that, I'll be taking off the focus on school. I'll be traveling and working that event. Um, but then following week is Thanksgiving break, which means we will be doing a lot of streaming. So for that, uh, Keiko says, I think Meliodas fell in love with an archangel who has similar reincarnation as his memory lapse as a side effect, which is the reason he betrayed the commandments. And so there's they're always together throughout the history. Yo, what if Gother is the one that? What if Gother fucked Meliodas? Meliodas, yeah. What if he actually altered his his memories? Oh, I was talking about like sexually, but yeah, that too. There we go. That's yeah. that's my hot take there, Mike. Hot hot take. Gother did the Gother thing. That's the hot take. Yeah, yeah that's the, that's the hot take. He well, you know. Here's here's the here's he the real hot take. Gil Thunder. Gil Thunder just disappears all the time. He did the Gil Thunder thing. <laughs> Here, here's here's the real hot take. All of it is just inside of uh, is inside of Gothar's mind because the angels and the demons wiped out everything on Earth and themselves in a final battle. But since he's not he, like a living thing, he's a fucking puppet dude. He just survived it, and now he's just bored. So he's just running simulation theories in his head with his memory abilities. He's the last thing that's alive. Yeah. Oh jeez. Gil became so underpowered. Yeah, and his design was so cool. All uh, right, guys. Th yeah, that was really sad. That's where we're going to wrap it up. Uh, Alex, where can people find you if they want to follow you anywhere? 
Find me? <laughs> Good luck at least that. you just don't want them to. That's fine, too. No, you can... Well, I only have my Facebook, but uh, Twitter, you can find me on Twitter, OG uh, Liberto, L-I-B-E-R-T-O. There you go. There you go. L-I-B-E-R-T-O. -E 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 I was trying to make a rhyme, like L-I-B-E-R-T-O. There you go. Like something like that, you know? Like That's my name. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's my name. Uh-uh. <laughs> That's not my name. Uh-uh. Do you even read your question? What was your question? Oh. oh, during the guy killing Mel, how did Bonds even kill her when the passive was there and, no hate, and the no hate guy? Uh, it's because there wasn't hate in his heart. It's too out of love. Yeah, they're, they they explained it. It's stupid. I agree, but they they explain it. Watch well, take a goal. It's Miami of the season. Yeah, I never really got on that train. That's kind of why we're not talking about it. It's just like one of those shows where it's like it's objectively good, but I I'm not into it. Okay, cool. So I want to see. Uh... Nope, that's all good. We're we're good to wrap. So guys, thank you so much for joining us. Like I said, we will not be here next week. Um, make sure to stay tuned to my socials at the Mighty Mike on Twitter and Instagram. I want to release the schedule for this week, just two streams this week, and then next week when we announce what the next animation uh, podcast main show is going to be, and of course, all the streams for Thanksgiving break, which is going to be like weird because of Thanksgiving itself, but also like weird because like I have off, so I'll have more time to stream aside from the actual holiday. But as always, guys, be good to yourself, be good to each other, be good to Alex. Alex, thank you for stopping on with me. No problem. Thank you for having me. And uh, we'll see you.